Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. This is episode 172, and my name is Kyle. Uh, today we have a little bit of a different episode for you guys. Uh, we are collabing with our friends at Cinephiles Digest uh, to review Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, so because of that, we omitted some beer talk, and we wanted to include that. We did drink a couple beers. Um, so we have Jacob and Travis here to talk beer. Uh, we are going to get right into it. Uh, we started with a Belgian quad. This was from Scuttlebutt. And uh, Travis sent this to us. That's when was it? Uh, one of the first boxes. It's been a little bit. But, uh, the first yeah, we... box of the two recent boxes I sent you. Probably about a month or so ago. That's right. So another one from Travis. Uh, shout out. And yeah, Scuttlebutt Brewing is out of what Everett, Everett, Washington. Everett, Washington. Yeah. It That's was right. honestly probably one of the first breweries you guys visited when you visited. The that first is true. Time. We did. We did go there in person. So it huge. was to uh, start the brewery tour, the run that we had. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, Scuttlebutt, you know, in relation to Seattle's a little more north, and I live even more north of Scuttlebutt, but essentially it was on our way down to the Banger Breweries. It was on the way. <laughs> yes. I, was it, I don't remember, was there a reason we wanted to knock it off, or was it just like literally? because it was close. Uh, <laughs> There was a reason, actually. It was because we wanted to meet up with Tom. Mm. Tom, pr- previous, you know, on hiatus, uh, mm-hmm. co-host of Cinephiles Digest. Shout out, Tom. Yeah. Uh, he lives in Everett, and we were trying to figure out a plan that worked to all meet up. And so when okay, we went yeah. to go visit him, we thought, my, or I think we were trying to kill time because he was... Like, oh, not oh, quite that's ready right. for you guys. Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, there's a brewery. <laughs> we'll just stop there. Two miles away. Let's just hit that up for an hour. I think that's <laughs> I why we went to Scuttlebutt. But <laughs> honestly, it wouldn't be a brewery you would like go out of your way to go to. Yeah. And, and what's funny is so much of it has like evaporated from my mind. But I remember we got like a flight of almost everything. A full because, flight. Yeah, yeah, we got flights. Like, we got, Josh yeah, and we I almost, split one, and you and Jake exactly. yeah, we each one. got. We had yeah. almost everything on the menu, and then we ordered. We ordered like an appetizer, and the best part about it was the food. Like the food was pretty good. Like, like yeah, seafood. I think we had some lemon. Uh, what was it? I think uh, we had some sort of like. I don't know. Yeah, it was some sort of like fried fish or seafood yeah. dish, and so, then something bites may, like maybe something else. <laughs> yeah, but that was the best. Part but to your point. Food, like, so forgettable. It's sad when you go to a brewery and the food outshines the beer. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. That's, that's but, scuttlebutt for you. <laughs> exactly. But Travis knows that we, Jacob and I at least, love Belgians. And so, you know, shout out for trying. Did, uh, you know, th- I think this, we were in mind when this was sent to us. But uh, I got to say, wasn't a fan. Well, <laughs> I guess I knew going into it, it probably wouldn't be a banger because it's it's coming from Scuttlebutt. But it sure. being a Belgian quad, and it does have that 
cherry aspect to it that we'll get into. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But honestly, I was just trying to fill the box. Like, let's be real. You got to fill the box with some filler beers. And I thought this was a perfect option. I'm all for the filler. And on top of that, if it's a specific type of a specific style that you know they're a fan of, even if it's from like a mid brewery or like an even like a lesser than that, mm-hmm. it could shine, right? Like you don't you well, can't write off every beer that they make. A, a quad Belgian with cherries, I don't know if I've seen that very often. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is also an aspect that appealed to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had you guys in mind the whole time, mainly Kyle. (laughs) I just thought for a Belgian quad, it was pretty thin, and the cherries like were non-existent. Too much? I thought it was too much. I thought it tasted like really. I thought it tasted like a fruit beer. I I got like see that's probably why I liked it because ten percent fruit beer. Like let's go. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fucking juice at that. I mean, I guess it was fruity, but I don't know if I got cherry, and I didn't get Belgian at all. Well, that's what I'm saying is it wasn't Belgian, but yeah. like I could taste the cherry. So I was like, okay, this is like pretty thin. Didn't really get like that Belgian-y effervescent. Like, I mean, we had that triple was, the other day, which was really oh, was good. So and good. And this is, was like, this didn't, like if you, if it didn't have the name Belgian quad, I would have no idea this was a Belgian style at all. See that, would agree. maybe that's why I liked it because I mean, I'm kind of indifferent when it comes to Belgians. I like them, but it's not like a favorite style of mine. Uh, but this one to me, I think Kyle nailed it. It is kind of like just like a heavy fruit beer. And mm-hmm. I mean, I only gave it a three, so I'm not like crazy about it. But it was, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was the Belgian, but like it, yeah. Pretty like, easy to drink, especially for 10%. Like it wasn't yeah. too malty or like. I don't disagree with that. But it I, don't just, know, I thought it was it had a decent balance for what it I is. I want to rate things based on the style they're going for, and like it just it completely. I kind of agree there. Yeah, like based on its yeah. style. If this said, you know, fruit quad or something, fuck anything yeah. else, Come I would have been like, okay, I'd be like, okay, it's you know, it's okay. I like it's not like amazing, but I might have been higher than a, where I'm at, which is, which is a two two five as we. Uh, established last episode we need to be rating our beers on air yeah um, i gave it two and a half yeah i i just think it missed the mark for belgian um but you know but, but for me it was it was pretty easy to drink like it wasn't exactly. hard it's, it to, was almost like, too easy to drink for a belgian quad <laughs> that's the problem like quads mm-hmm. are like heavy and mm-hmm. like, yeah i think we're just coming at it from two different angles yeah that's why i'm on the positive I mean, side, I mean, you I, guys are a little more on the negative. Exactly. When we first got into it and, I, and you were like, what? Rating? And I was like, well, you don't really like Belgian, so it's probably why you kind of like it or like, you know, think it's drinkable. <laughs> Where I'm I like, don't, I'm okay, at it from the angle record, of, I want, I, I want, I want the taste that of that Belgian that we had last time. That was like so that was good. great. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's I, I gave that a higher even, rating. Even, I definitely prefer even, that one. Okay. Even with the added fruit, like, that was just a Belgian triple straight up, and this is Belgian well, quad with okay. cherries or whatever. So, like, that has something that's kind of similar. Uh, you know, plum is kind of similar to cherry in a sense. Yeah, the their Belgian with plum is like tastes like a Belgian, but with that fruit flavor. This is like, I'm only getting that thin. Yeah, it's fruit just a beer fruit beer. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. The Belgian aspect is missing, or maybe mm-hmm. a little light, but. 
I guess it just it being a Belgian and it being from Scuttlebutt, I had like no expectations, and mm-hmm. to be like a ten percent beer style that I don't necessarily love, it could have been hard to drink sixteen ounces of it. But for me, yeah. it was really easy to drink sixteen ounces, and even like some of my favorite. Well, I wouldn't say like favorite beers, but there are certain beers where like I really like them, but I only want like five or six ounces. Anything more than that is like overkill. And for this, I didn't have a problem drinking a whole pint, which is which is usually these higher ABV, the quads, the imperial stouts. I mean, that's usually when that comes into play. Is like, do I want sixteen ounces of that? Fuck no. But that's a great segue um, into our fourteen uh, percent stout because I feel very yeah. similar. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, Belgian quad crushability very very low. My rating yeah. was also quite low, but I'm bringing in the Belgian baggage. Yeah. And it's not like it didn't taste bad by any means, but like it's sure, just. Yeah. I want to rate it by the style because like beer is good in general. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So moving on, we, uh, we moved into a stout next and this one was qu- a little bit heavier than that. Uh, oh my we, God. <laughs> we moved on to, uh, it, taste like midnight, midnight it tasted snack. like a fucking cake. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever had worldwide stout? Because like this is what it tasted like, literally Um, like a piece of chocolate cake. Hey, save it, Jacob. Let me finish the intro. (laughs) Um, Sorry. (laughs) We drank Midnight Snack, which is from Abomination Brewing. Um, Hold on, I'll find out where that's from. But uh, they actually have North Haven, Connecticut. Um, They have a few skews of this, which I was unaware of because the label just says midnight snack so finding it on untapped i feel like is a bit of a hurdle but i just searched the flavor notes after and this is what came up which doesn't have a lot of ratings i don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing um but we did we are drinking it's just called midnight snack stout with chocolate uh chocolate wait chocolate cream vanilla bean and pound cake um but yeah, there's a few a few skews of this. So um, and the, you should exact, also point right out here. that yes. this brewery should be pretty easy to come by if you have like a decent distribution system in your state, because mm-hmm. I can get Abomination in Washington State. Kyle can get mm-hmm. Abomination in Michigan, but mm-hmm. they are out of Connecticut. I don't know what Jacob's situation is. I mean, but... I'm pretty close to there, so I feel like I should be able to get it too. Yeah. But even when I first started to get into beer, when like I first moved to this area, like you knew three-ish years ago. No, I didn't know about Abomination, but they were one of the first breweries that I got a can of at my local mm-hmm. bottle shop. Just like, you know, perusing the shelf and like, oh, this can looks cool, like kind of thing. It, one of them actually was from Abomination. So I think they're okay. pretty easy to come by, even though they are like an East Coast brewery. Well, there is um, Abomination is still a microbrewery. Uh, what what could help with well, their maybe their distribution their is good. Yes, it's it's distributed by twelve percent, which is it's called the Twelve Percent Beer Project. Uh, which is another brewery in Connecticut. So could be a much larger project, um, you know, much just a, a wider reach. And that's why 
you're able to find them, but um, they are still a microbrewery. But um, yeah, yeah getting, into the, getting into the beer itself, uh, 14% ABV. Uh, we already listed off the flavor notes, um, chocolate, cream, vanilla bean, and pound cake. Um, this one was pretty thick, but it had, you know, it was in comparison to something like All Hallows Treat, this actually tasted like, you know, a double, an imperial stout, uh, the, the cream, the, uh, uh, what's it called on, on tab? Fuck. <laughs> the, uh, milk stout, double milk stout. This was very much in line with that. And, um, I think it hit those flavors perfectly. It was chocolatey. I tasted vanilla, yeah. um, had that, you know, cakey taste to it. And as Jacob already said, it basically tastes like cake. Um, I don't know if I'd go exactly like cake, but yeah, it, it hit those flavor notes very well. And, um, I thought it was good. Not, um, not great or, uh, well, no great, not amazing or like all timer, but very good for me. Yeah. I think for me, like, I really liked it. It's easy to drink. I mean, it's like very much like a dessert style beer. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I quite taste the 14%. That's pretty well hidden to me. Yeah. It kind of tastes like a chocolate donut, which is very similar to chocolate cake. <laughs> um, <laughs> it actually reminds me of a beer from Great Notion, uh, Mammut or Mammut. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but you guys had that one, I think. Back yeah, I would rate first visited mm-hmm. Mammut higher, but yeah, it, it it's reminiscent yeah. of it for sure. Yeah, if you've had Worldwide Stout or like Hipsters Brunch from outside, pretty similar <clears throat> beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's sweet and it has that like milk stout like body and mouth feel to it. Um, I just I don't know maybe I'd want like a little more of like a booze profile to it because it's just to me it's just like milky dessert sweetness which isn't bad and it wasn't like overly sweet. I'm just for fourteen percent the alcohol taste is very well. I made. would like a burn. Yeah, get the get a so- barrel aged version of this. <laughs> Yeah, that would be good. Um, yeah, I would agree. It's, it doesn't have that, that you know, like that punch that to it. Um, yeah. For 14%. I don't know if you ever had rye bringing brunch. that into like if this if this stout was eleven percent, would you be like, oh, it doesn't really have a a bite to it, or do you are you bringing that in knowing it's fourteen percent? Uh, I would probably feel the same way, just because um, okay. I, I think it is really good tasting but it's still not like the balance isn't quite there for me to love yep. it that, yeah i agree because like literally hipster brunch i liked less than rye hipster brunch and the only difference is rye hipster brunch was aged in rye barrels so mm-hmm. yeah you need that like sometimes honestly aging. sometimes though barrel isn't always better because i've had scouts where the barrel actually takes away from the like the original flavor of the stout and then it like it kind of becomes tainted of like a boozy flavor when you just want the original flavor but that's like a case-by-case basis <laughs> yeah i don't disagree. yeah there there's uh i think it was what was it nar the narwhal that we had that was like the barrel age narwhal uh very boozy slash burn and uh, they have an original narwhal, which I haven't had, but the barrel age is like higher rated. And I feel like that's, you know, ABV bump, all, you know, yeah. people like the whiskey taste and stuff. I felt like that was like 
too much on that, which I, again, I don't have the um, original to compare it to. I need to try that, but that's an example for me. That's like too much. And um, yeah, it takes away from that flavor. One example for me was the peanut brother, the peanut butter stout from great notion. Like Uh that's one of my favorite, just regular stouts uh, like under, you know, 10% or whatever, but the barrel age I was really excited for and tried it and I didn't like it as much. And that was like my like, you know, first realization, like, okay, maybe barrel isn't always better. Cause I always had that in my mind prior to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a real thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crushability on this, obviously next to zero. Horrible. Yeah. 2% out. Even less One and quad. done. Yeah, even less than the Belgian quad, but um, uh, no flavors there. It is good. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the sixteen ounces went by pretty quick. It was easy to drink. Maybe that's because it was my second beer. But right, I was going to say the same thing. Like it wasn't hard <laughs> for me to drink sixteen ounces, but doing a podcast and it being followed by a ten percent sixteen ounce beer, I was probably oh, just God. already in the mood just to be. <laughs> I was like, going to you were lubed up, primed. <laughs> ready be railroaded so yeah exactly not a fair representation necessarily for drinking true crushability but <laughs> true true it did go down yeah, maybe <laughs> split this one with uh with a loved one and uh you'll be in you'll be in good shape yeah okay anything else on uh these beers boys no no all right well i think that's gonna do it for the beer hope you guys enjoy the reviews word up everybody you're listening to a very special collaboration episode of the podcast this is matt from cinephiles digest i'm gonna go around the horn in a moment and introduce everybody who's on the call right now but up front this is a collaborative podcast between cinephiles digest and our friends over at suds and cinema we're all here hanging out ready to talk about killers of the flower moon so before we get into it, let me go ahead and introduce everybody. Paris, welcome to the show. Hi. Travis, welcome. Howdy. Kyle, how's it going? What's up? And Jacob, welcome. What's up? This is, uh, we've done some collab episodes in the past, but I don't think we've had uh, this many people all on one together, have we? This is the biggest yet. Yeah, it's a big group. The table is a little crowded. <laughs> a little and I don't want to start by correcting you right away, but I'm going to correct you. We're not all here. We are missing Josh, unfortunately. So, listener, regular listeners of us, you will notice Josh is gone. But uh, it's kind of almost a part of why we uh, why we decided to collab. So, what's his deal? He's pooping. He is <laughs> deathly ill. So. <clears throat> Jesus said he couldn't couldn't get out to see uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Just uh, you know, he, it's Scorsese. He said he would have he would have been sick during it. Didn't feel right. Would have been throwing up. So totally understandable. 
I'll just have to wait until it gets dumped on Apple TV Plus in a week yeah. to watch it on yeah, the Yeah, you pod. can watch it how he, yeah, how he, Scorsese intended. Yeah, on his phone, <laughs> on a shitting his brains screen. out on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With subtitles, hopefully. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Not going to be able to hear that dialogue over the, the <laughs> farts echoing in the in the bowl. And the pain, the screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, before we talk about the movie, what's been going on? Any uh, Anything fun? Any uh, any news? Any stories? What What's going on? In I order. Would like to sh- Around oh. the horn. Okay. <laughs> One ahead, person at a time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, this isn't so much a story, but a, just a just a tidbit on my life right now. I have gotten deep into Pokemon Go thanks to Hell yeah. two One of, of the five people on this podcast. On this planet, we're the only. Yeah. You are the only two that got me into it. That is fair. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's been super fun. Moved into a new area, so I've been like exploring. As I'm sitting in my apartment right now, I have two Pokestops that are available to me right now. And also, I said that in Satan, Pokestops. I don't know why I said it. Like, I had never pronounced that word before. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's been really fun. Yeah, it's definitely lit in your neck of the woods. I remember those days. Property so values have to be insane where you live. There's two <laughs> Pokestops in range. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm renting for a reason. I live across <laughs> from our local Seattle major arena, Climate Pledge. So, yeah, it's very expensive to live over here. Thanks, Travis. If I ever sell my house, I will detail the nearest Pokestop slash gym situation. <laughs> Make sure that's in there. Put it on in this the listing. Yeah. Like, I actually yeah, started that's my gotta own. be on there. You got to use that as one of the pictures, too. Just like a picture of your bathroom and then just like a screenshot from Pokemon Go. It's like you can reach it from here. <laughs> it used to be that Yelp had uh, how close were Pokestops to businesses back in the day in 2016 when most people were playing what a time (laughs) yeah that was a good that was the time i played (laughs) that was also the time i played and i hadn't played for you know seven years and then these two jabronis were like we're level 800 and you should play it's really fun no we're not (laughs) what are you no. I'm I just hit level 39. The max level is 50, which will take me probably at least a year if not longer to hit if I if I play consistently. My god. It's Dude, a lifestyle. The, yeah. The level caps are insane. I think it's like 5 million XP or something to the next level right now. <laughs> it's wow. like a second. It's going to have a part-time job just uh, <laughs> grinding Pokémon Go. Um Kyle, yeah, I, you played too. I, <laughs> I haven't gotten a fucking gift from you in a while. What's your excuse? Well, uh, I was just going to, you know, go on the opposite end of that. Paris is getting into Pokemon Go. I am falling out of love with Pokemon Go. Damn. Um, I'm going to try to get I'm going to try to get back into it soon, but uh yeah, it, Kyle needs to get his grind. life together first. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> pretty much true. <laughs> I mean, no no excuses. I don't have an excuse. I just fell out of love. What can I say? You just got to catch that right shiny. It'll get you back. <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes. It was 
it was a little grindy and felt like work sometimes. So, oh, I yeah. mean, if I was if I was in Paris's situation, I would be playing. If I had two Pokestops outside my door, I would. But so I, I was kind of lying of before. I have four. four. I just <laughs> at any given time, I can't always access them because sometimes it thinks I'm farther away from them than I am. But yeah, technically, when I look at mine right now, there are four. You were trying to be humble. <laughs> and then I and then I wasn't being. <laughs> sure, well, it's a gold you're, the odd, you're the odd man out, Jacob. I hope you're downloading the app as we speak to get back into it. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that. Fuck yeah! We'll get your friend code live on the show, and we'll <laughs> throw it out there into the ether and get every get you some new friends. Oh yeah, no, dude. Just put your code on Reddit. You'll have a million friends. <laughs> well, I was gonna yeah. say, Kyle. <laughs> To like add me, but since you're getting out of it, I don't know about that. Can't send gifts to someone who's not gonna send them back to me. There's two ships. All right. If I if I do get back into it and I stay committed, I will uh, hit you up with the friend code. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Sick. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it moving. Kyle. All right. What's up? Come on. Uh, you remember the order? We'll take a different order this time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's okay. I'll be brief. Uh, there's nothing really new with me. Just uh, getting back into the swing of things. I'm completing my second week back at work after my injury. And, uh, yeah, just getting back to a normal lifestyle, which has been nice. Good. Happy to hear, man. All right, Travis. Now you can go. Finally. Um, <laughs> not too much going on to report, but uh, it was my birthday this past weekend mm -hmm. and uh spent that day seeing tool the band tool live. <laughs> nice it is become a tradition that my friend zachary from high school and chelsea's brother dustin all go to tool when they tour the pacific northwest and so this tour just happened to fall on my birthday, and that's what we decided to do. And it was a pretty rad show. Uh, I feel like Tool plays the same set every time I see them, which is um, not necessarily a bad thing, just something I've noticed over the years. Uh, but their visuals this time were insane. Loved the stage setup. Loved the visuals. Uh, that was the coolest part about it. Probably my favorite time seeing them, just because of the visuals. Oh, that was my follow-up question. I was going to ask how it compared to when we saw them at the Gorge. The Gorge was cool because it was at the Gorge, but we were so fucking far away. It's like, might as well just listen to it on the radio. Nah, dog. sounded like we were right there. It was huge. <laughs> no, dude, the lawn is not where you want to be. I'm sorry. I was so cross-faded, I almost fucking fell down the hill. <laughs> yeah, that hill sucks for that reason. You stand up and you immediately want to tip over. <laughs> and then you can't stop. It would have been bad news. I made it, though. Sick. All right, Jacob, what about you? What's going on? So, very much like Kyle, I just started working again, so... Yeah, that's all I've been doing is getting back into work life, and I already miss not having to work. I miss that time. That was like two weeks ago. Yeah, not working rules. I wish we didn't have it's to. It's the best. But, you know, capitalism. So, what are you going to do? How's the, uh, <clears throat> how's the whetstone, Jacob? Um, I haven't sharpened any knives recently, 
but mm. I have one in mind that I will be sharpening soon. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, you need you to gotta let those things again. soak for like a day, though. How Jacob, are you that? sick as well? You sound. A I sick. just got over <laughs> it. Yeah, okay. I I want to say I caught <laughs> I that say. from Kyle. Literally, Kyle's like, "Oh, I was sick the last day," and then literally, I'm like, "I'm fine." And then the next day, I was sick, like dying, but I'm Damn. over it now. Just congested still. So. You yeah, caught it through you the mic. over the internet. Yeah, yeah, through the mic. Caught it through the internet. <laughs> it was a good time, right during my first like week of training, and I'm just sick the entire time. It was awesome. Oh, that sucks. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, sorry, we need a price check on the uh, whatstone, Paris. Oh, the <laughs> was asking. Yes, thank you. It was, I don't <laughs> even. Remember. It wasn't that expensive. I bought on Amazon for like less than fifty bucks. It's great. Really. Highly recommend. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you're sharpening like cooking knives or like oh yeah like hunting knives. I mean, you can. I mean, <laughs> you I, you could. I don't really hunt with knives, but <laughs> that's the only way to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> but if I did, I'm sure you could do that. <laughs> only pussies use guns and bows and arrows and stuff. Jacob, <laughs> you saying I don't hunt with knives implies like. That you hunt at all. Yeah, I right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll probably assume that if you're from Michigan, though. Well, just yeah. to clarify, then, there is no hunting knives or otherwise in your no, life. No, just kitchen knives. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all right. I like as how for Matt, me, you ask that as if you're a big hunter. You've never been <laughs> hunting in your life. No, it's true. But, you know, I was just asking, I'm just asking questions. He has a collection of hunting knives. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a hunter, but I do have Just in case. Got them knives, though. Knives. Um, not, not much going on with me. Just uh, enjoying the season. Watching scary movies. Fucking Michael Myers skin got added to Fortnite. That's been huge. That's been a, a killer couple days here in my world. Oh, my God. <laughs> Living my best life over here. <laughs> Nothing like getting that dub and the doing the gritty. <laughs> Greeting with Michael Myers, it's the best. Great. Oh yeah, dude. That digital item is life changing. Dude, when you stab <clears throat> people with his knife, it makes the sound from Halloween, like the you know, when he's stabbing someone in the That's movie. Like <laughs> the stabbing. Okay, but someone. question is his knife a kitchen knife or a hunting yeah. knife? <laughs> yeah. it, no, it's like the iconic like giant uh yeah, Matt, I was making knife. a joke. Are you? Come I on. know I got the call back, but come on, it's one of the most iconic knives in history. Can't even let me have the joke. Knife. Too too concerned about it being accurate. Yeah, I so can't wait for all the kids in a couple of years to watch Halloween for the first time. And be like, hey, that's the guy from Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be big, big time. All right, you guys ready to talk uh, talk about Killers of the Flower Moon? Sure are. Let's do it. <clears throat> Every time I say the title of this movie, I have to make sure I stop myself from saying Flowers of the Killer Moon. So <laughs> I was going to ask, like, you say it oddly. Yeah, <laughs> he like, just thinks flowers. about it every like, time. <laughs> yeah, you're an like Every time he gonna... stops for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just making sure. I've seen too many fucking tweets of people saying they loved Flowers of the Killer Moon. And it's an easy mistake to make. So I'm just making sure I don't do that. So let's just get into it. Let's move into our review. Uh, we're going to be talking Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, 
sure everyone who's listening is aware, but for those who may not be, this is the new film from director Martin Scorsese. Uh, plot synopsis, when oil is discovered in 1920s Oklahoma under Osage Nation land, the Osage people are murdered one by one until the FBI steps in to unravel the mystery. Film stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone, Jesse Plemons, and a whole host of other actors, big and small, pre-stacked cast list. So let's get into it. Do we have any volunteers uh, to go first, or how do we how do we want to do this? It's a crowded room. We'll do our best to to moderate and let each other uh, talk. But uh, well, do we have any volunteers? I always go last on Suds and Cinema, so I think we return the favor and let our guests go last. Right? We're hosting this Fair. technically. <laughs> I, I guess. Damn. <laughs> we'll take I all the low hanging fruit. Save the best for give last. Give them the scraps. Give them the scraps. Sure. All right. Well, I mean, do you want to blow your load first then? Since you uh, volunteered them to go Loads last? have already been blown. We know the ratings. We have the no, receipts. No. I didn't rate shit. Okay. Yeah, not you. All right, don't cool. know his. Tra- okay. Travis is obviously volunteering to go first, so go. Yeah, he's ready. <laughs> uh,. Well, I uh, uh, yeah, I'll play my cards now. I know uh, I know Matt and Paris's rating, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna slide in right behind Matthew. Um, I'll figure out my star rating at the end of this, but uh, I will say on record that I uh, did love this movie. Um, I do think I need to see it again. Uh, there's a lot going on, and uh, I did see it the day after my birthday so you know i wasn't quite 100 percent for a three and a half hour movie (laughs) but i got the first watch out of the way um i thought it was very well acted uh very well told story it's a very important story i think that's kind of obvious stuff um i think the length did play a bit of a factor but that might be a me problem and not the movie's problem so i'll figure that out on a rewatch it just felt like towards the last like 30 or 45 minutes they start to feel the length a little bit Um, but i do think it was paced pretty well for how long it is and how much story there is um but yeah i thought it had uh some good suspense at times could have maybe had a little bit more flair to it um it's a little more subdued than some of his other movies as far as like entertainment goes or even like the colors but i think that's all purposeful um i thought it looked really good there was a couple standout shots and then just like the recreation of the time was very well done money well spent there marty um and i think that's it for now so yeah i liked it a lot um you know it's it's probably in the masterpiece conversation Uh, i'm not like fully there just like you know shouting at the heavens about this movie but um i could get there on a rewatch <laughs> love that love that review it's yeah it's probably a masterpiece <laughs> but you know but you know, it's fine <laughs> I'm not there i'm not ready to say it yet but <laughs> no i'm just not like leading the charge but i'm like in the back of the line right now <laughs> All right, buddy. Get... he's cheering those people on 
He's saving that spot for you. <laughs> Give me the Wait baton, for my number to be called. <laughs> Give I me took the my baton, ticket. Travis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, let's hear I'll it. I'll fucking, I'll use the M word. It's a masterpiece. Um, I'm going to start uh, with a quote, actually. Um, <laughs> First time. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, if God offered to shorten my life to lengthen Scorsese's life, I'd take the deal. This man understands cinema, defends cinema, embodies cinema. He has always fought for the art of it and against the industry of it. He has never been tamed and has a firm place in history. Any guesses who said that? Yes. I, I, I heard about you already this. Know that. <laughs> I heard about this, so I'll let someone else guess if they did not hear about this quote. Yeah, I'm not guessing. No guesses. <laughs> your boy, your boy uh, Dave Chen. Oh, no. Like something he would say. No. no, uh, no it no. was another filmmaker. It was... Mm. Guillermo del Oh, <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy. All right. Um, I, I don't even know where to start with this movie. Like, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since I saw it. Like, it just keeps marinating, and I just keep having, like, echoes of the feelings that I felt sitting in the theater and what I experienced, like, watching. It's... Very grueling and harrowing from start to finish. Um, it's, you know, obviously an epic tragedy about, like, unspeakable horrors, but I think it's meticulously plotted. Uh, I found it to be incredibly affecting. I was um, on the verge of, like, full-body, like, sobs at one point watching this movie. I was just, like felt it in the core of my stomach, just like a very visceral reaction watching this movie. Um, I think performances across the board are excellent. Um, but Lily Gladstone is just unreal in this movie. Like she, she carries it. She's the heart and soul of the movie. Um, just what she does with her voice and her eyes and her facial expressions. She just, she's acted miles around, uh, around some of the other people in this movie. I was just, uh, in awe of her performance um love the ending we'll get into you know more specifics later but just top to bottom i would just <clears throat> absolutely uh adored this movie i think it's uh this run the scorsese has been on since really the wolf of wall street onward has just been like untouchable as far as i'm concerned um i don't i i would put it in like his top five films I don't know where it lands exactly yet, but I definitely think it ranks among his best. And um, oh, we need a I tier ranking. Loved it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Top, <laughs> top of the top tier, is <laughs> is where this one uh, is going to end up. So, uh, general impressions. That's that's where I'm at. So, um, Paris, go ahead. Let's hear it. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, I did not know that this movie was going to be three and a half hours long. Um, so when I settled in, we're about an hour and a half, maybe two hours in, I go, man, it's kind of kind of long. Like, where are we going here? And then there were two more hours. And I hated it. I didn't hate the movie, 
but the runtime fucking killed me, and by the end, I was just ready for it to be over. I will say that I think that the story is itself is important and interesting, but I think that could have been told in 90 minutes, if I'm being frank. And while I enjoyed a lot of the stylish flair, I think that putting this up with Wolf of Wall Street, or to say it's Scorsese's best, is laughable. <laughs> Damn, coming out strong out of the gate. All right. Love to hear it. Well, we'll, we'll hash through uh, the rest of this uh, shortly. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and hand it over to uh, the Southern Cinema Boys. Which, you, which one of you wants to go first? So I guess I usually go first on the show, so I'll be fine doing that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love this movie. Um, I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but, like, I did know it was a long movie, so at least I had that going for me. Like, I, I was ready to sit in and got the recliner all the way back. Like, I was locked in and ready to enjoy a three-and-a-half-hour movie, and I did. I don't, I do agree. I don't think it was quite paced as well as like the Irishman for me. That one just kind of flew by and it was a similar length. This one didn't fly by quite as much, but overall I, I wasn't like bored at any time during it. The Irishman is a little more fun though. So yeah. that's probably why it moves at a better <clears> pace. A little more. <laughs> <laughs> Every movie yeah. is a little more fun than this one. <laughs> it's a li- yeah. This, this wasn't so fun. But yeah, I, I j- also just want to give it like so much respect for how it was for like the Osage people. Like he got so many people involved with it. And you see a lot of movies like you hear the controversies with like Oppenheimer and like how it didn't even talk about like the native people and their effect in it. Or you hear about Avatar and how James Cameron has a lot that even though that's supposed to be like, it's basically like a white savior movie. This one I feel like was just like real respectful and beautiful in the way it treated the people. And yeah, I mean, I remember first learning about like when they were talking about the black wall street, the Tulsa massacre, and that was like a story when I first heard it was so important. I'm like, wow, why haven't we heard about it? And now this is like another story I never heard about. And it was so important. And I thought he was so respectful in showing it. And with all the technical aspects that went to it as well. Yeah, it was just, yeah, I, it pretty much blew me away. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> all right, Kyle. Well, <laughs> um. I am going to side more with Paris on this. I uh, I did like it quite a bit, but I do think it's overly long. And <clears throat> this kind of reminds me of Oppenheimer. It's uh, you know, I heard heard that this is a project that Marty's been wanting to do for a long time. And when you get those passion projects, the director gets a little bit too close to the material. Nothing can get cut. This is all important. This is all precious. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a little, not a little, I think it's very long (laughs) and I don't know if it needed to be the Irishman is a comparable length, but it, it spans such a long period of time that it's a little bit more justified. And it's not that 
the material isn't justified. I do. I think it's an important story to tell. Um, I just felt maybe this is on me and uh, my heartless, my heartlessness. Uh, I didn't really feel much, you know, watching this story play out. Uh, and I'm going to put it on the film a little bit too. I think I I don't think there's much character in in these people, and uh, I wanted there to be more. Specifically, once we get to the end, we can talk about it. But like the main relationship, their relationship, uh, and like what happens at the end. I felt like nothing towards, and that felt like it should have been very impactful. There's a couple other moments too, but yeah, really just think it could have been cut down at least an hour and it would have been much tighter. Um, but yeah, I do, I do think it looked really good. It was very well acted. A lot of technical, you know, marvels in this film, but it's Martin Scorsese. So it's to be expected. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we could start there and get into it more. Well, so I want to say uh, this is probably a conversation we should have had off air. But do we want to Sick. do like, well, I just mean, do we want to speak openly about this movie or do we want to do like uh, keep a general, you know, have a spoiler section? Like, how do we want to tackle this conversation? Because I think it, it, this is a movie that I think a lot of people are waiting for it to hit apple tv just because of just because of the length you know mm. like i un i understand why people may, would be reticent to like go to a theater and you know watch it i know there are people waiting so i but at the same time like it, i think it's important to like it's a three and a half hour movie and there are things that it is history but like yeah the way it's, it's already happened too right so it's like it is historical God, details no but no, but I think is... we should have spoilers for some of the more like specific moments of the movie. But I guess I'll say that the movie to me played out pretty much how I expected it to. Like there was, you know, little surprises along the way, but like you can kind of see the through line like from the beginning of the movie yeah. or like even just for like sure. guess it from, you know, who's playing who and just like what you've well, seen in the trailer. Robert I don't know De if Niro's I ever saw character, the trailer, but the King Uncle or whatever tells you what the rest of the movie is going to be in his very initial conversation with Ernest. He says exactly, you know, he lays it out for you in so many words and for mm -hmm. that story to follow it so succinctly and for there not to be any real variation from that, I felt like narratively didn't work. And I know Matt, we're not answering your question, so much to say uh, no i started it oh. with saying we should have spoilers for the specific yeah moments but I think, I think we can have a spoiler section especially okay. the the ending if kyle has issues with it i'm curious to hear like both sides okay in more, well in let's more keep detail. it we'll keep it uh as spoiler free as we can then uh as we talk about this um well i i i guess i'll start i'll push back on the criticism of <clears throat> Like the length of the no, movie. Matt, fight back. <clears throat> I'm a fucking fight, dude. Tooth and nail. <laughs> Start swinging. I, <laughs> I think the length is part of the intent. Like, I think it's obvious that it, it's not a mistake that you know the trajectory of the movie, like, 
30 minutes in as far as like the plot to like steal land and money from the Osage. I think the movie is very intentional in showing step by step, like just how deep the conspiracy goes. Like, I think that that was the emotional toll that it took on me. And that was the like impact of the story on me personally was just seeing it stretched out and this huge cast of characters, how they interweave and all of these people in the town who you may initially think have good intentions and then it comes, Oh no, they're actually in on the conspiracy as well. Like there are a couple of scenes, especially toward the end of the film where you just like really feel the full force of like, just how like orchestrated and, and systemic this essentially genocide was uh, in pursuit of, you know, land and money. So I think it's very intentional that you kind of know the trajectory of the movie like 30 minutes in because otherwise if you like try to obfuscate it or hide it, it feels like you're playing like very real murder and genocide and turning it into like a thriller mechanic, you know, like if you had a three hour movie and you don't find out like that there's a, uh, the whole thing is a conspiracy until like the two and a half hour mark, that would feel like it is disrespectful of the history. So I think that the length is crucial to the movie. And I think that uh, the way that it's crafted is very purposeful and I found very impactful. I understand it's a long time to sit and watch something, but it's not, you know, it's not unheard of. We fucking sat in the theater and watched The Irishman, Lord of the Rings, fucking Avengers Endgame. Like, I really, <laughs> truly think that that's kind of a bullshit oh, excuse. Like, I understand thinking, like, saying this could be told in 90 minutes is, honestly, I, I find that offensive. Like, that's insane to me. <laughs> As you honest. should. I was trying to offend you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think a couple people are being a little hyperbolic about the link, not pointing fingers. But it's it's obvious, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but well, I, I, just I do to, think. To touch on I, cons- well, I was just going to say I do think Go you ahead. could shave off some, but to shave off like an hour or more, I think is a bit much. I just think like you could trim maybe twenty or thirty minutes to not lose too much. But I do think this movie requires at least uh, like a two and a half hour runtime, you know, to tell the points Matt made. That would have shaved an hour off. You, you just Travis. said it. Two and a half. Yeah, that's an hour. Yeah. I said Honestly, at least an two minimum, and a half. An hour easily. I said at least two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Been, okay. So you're I mean, I was. Yeah, I was being hour. facetious. Obviously. No, I just said twenty or thirty minutes. This movie needs to be at least two and a half hours. If you want to focus on the actual length and two and a half hours, that's on you. Uh, I was just gonna say, in terms of the conspiracy <laughs> angle, it's it's. I don't think it goes like any deeper than what Paris was saying out it's kind of laid out in 30 minutes and it follows that path trajectory very succinctly and it's you're kind of just watching it's a little repetitive in nature and uh, maybe that's effective for some people but like it doesn't really get any deeper than that the conspiracy is we're gonna uh, marry these people and then kill them for their money like it's not there's no levels to it it's the same it's like uh, you find out more people are involved, like the doctors and, uh, you know, some other townspeople. But, I, yeah, I don't know. I just found that, like, too plain. And then watching it over and over again. 
Yeah, it is a and little honestly, repetitive. I think it. I think, Matt, to your point, I think it does a disservice to the story of those real people who were really murdered and really, like, you know, almost a part of a mass genocide, you know, for what, land and money. I think it does them a disservice to have their story be so not narratively engaging. That's that honestly, I I talked about this with the person I saw it after. It's like that was really what bummed it out for me is I think it's it is a very important story and I think it deserves to be told well and I don't think it was. I, I don't really buy into that. I feel like you might need to watch the movie again because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm with, not gonna. <laughs> I more agree with Matt and like. If you try and like, you know, like dumb this down or shave off too much, then it becomes more of like a thriller. And to me, that would be more disrespectful than like... I, no one's saying dumb it down. I'm, I wanted them to dig more well, into no, like Parrish just said it's disrespectful the way it was done. And I don't think it's disrespectful at all. Just because you were bored uh, by it doesn't mean it was yeah. disrespectful to yeah. the, the people it portrays. That doesn't I mean, make okay. I think sense. like okay, that's it fair. built up like the characters like of them very well and the fact that they were killed so simply because of the small motivations of the one side is what is so important because like they had real stories they had real like family and like these bonds and connections and history and then like it takes one shot or just like to end it all and i okay, thought that's I, what's so poignant i have a question then okay this uh i could be stupid and not maybe the movie said this but i don't think it did why the the osage it, it kind of flips it on and said where the osage are the people it's somewhat in power they have the money right why and they want to keep you know their traditions and their way of life alive why are they marrying the white people why don't they and they have why the are money? they letting they the, the white money. people why? just make their money decisions I, uh, for them I, yeah i don't well, gonna have to ask they're them. not letting them <laughs> you're gonna have to ask them <laughs> The, like that, but, but that if the movie me, is trying to educate you about that, why isn't that like I don't get their motivations to be like we want to keep our people alive and every and you know our way of life alive, but we're gonna marry these white people and essentially, I mean, if you're marrying them, you're agreeing to let them have your money and get and these things. Like, are they all out of love? I don't, I don't see that. I don't, I didn't get that motivation. Especially well, the one where her sister married the same guy after. I was like, girly, <laughs> what are you doing? I think you're uh, maybe underplaying the uh, ability of these white men to, like, I mean, they're called wolves and coyotes explicitly. Like, I think a lot mm -hmm. of what is done as far as, like, them weaseling their way into these relationships like anytime an Osage person offers the benefit of like the doubt moments of kindness, reaching out to white people, it always bites them in the butt. And it's not like this is across the board. I mean, there's plenty of scenes in this movie of like the Osage council and like the elders basically talking about like saying it outright, like these people are not our friends. We need to like protect ourselves. If this was a different time, we would be fucking murdering these people. Like they're not in a position of power. Like the whole um, guardianship, like incompetence program was part of the deal that they made with the government. It's not like they're just like letting 
these white bankers like control their money. They're required to deal with these like intermediaries. And I found that out after by doing research, but I would have loved to learn more about that via the movie and via the story. You know what I mean? Like I would have loved to see more of how the white people and the government coming in were like actively oppressing them. I would have loved to see more of that versus what we got, which was, well, they're doing murders and they're stealing from them and that and we, and we got that over and over again. I do think it was repetitive and I would have loved to see more of even even three and a half hours, given the runtime. I'm going to put set that aside. I would have loved to see more of that. I, I understood the bureaucratic side of it. Like, obviously, they need the white people and the government to like they can't do anything with the oil themselves they're not going to refine it and like they don't have the means to do that so if they hand it over to them then they get a cut of this money that that all the, all that makes sense i'm talking about the societal aspect of like why are we why are they marrying the white people over and over again when they know they're not their friends and yeah i get the wolves and coyote thing but it just it's it didn't seem like a good enough motivation or or they didn't portray them really weaseling their way in in a believable way where 30 to 40 whatever women are dead after coincidentally after marrying white men it's like it kind of it almost makes them feel stupid in a sense and i that felt weird i, I want to oh sorry go ahead no go ahead Barris. go ahead i i i want to just add on that is that i felt like the main character the actress did a wonderful job and the the main female protagonist seemed so smart so like assured of her place in the world etc she even acknowledges that he is a coyote or whatever and yet she still marries him and she still stays by him through a lot and even at the end where she's sick and she knew he'd been poisoning him, she's asking after her husband. And I kind of agree with Kyle in that it sort of, that's where I also felt like it felt a little offensive is maybe a too intensive a word, but it didn't feel right that I felt that that made them look not savvy. I think we're underplaying the power dynamic a bit in the sense that like, questioning why these women would marry these men let's say they turn down their advances we see throughout the whole course of this movie how easy it is to murder an osage person in broad daylight and get away with it and nobody there's no investigation that occurs because top to bottom from the lawmakers to the doctors to the sheriffs to the business owners to the oil men they're all in on this plot to take this money and this land from these people so i understand why like rationally it doesn't make sense to you but what are these women to do if they know that their more... lives are in danger, you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. if they say it no, be like they protection for them to be married to a white person. Totally. Right. I just wish the movie showed more of that, you know, a little bit like it felt it. it I, I get that that is implicit in there. I just wish there was something like maybe we could see an Osage woman turning down a white man's advances and what happens to her because of it. So we understand a little bit more. I mean, well, we I don't know. know. Maybe it doesn't need to be that obvious, <laughs> but I, I, I know that I know, but it just. Well, we also I don't know. do see that. Isn't that what happens to I Anna? Don't know. Yeah. 
I feel like the opposite. Was that she uh, was trying to like seduce? Oh him? my god! I mean, he's also, the one who okay. kills her. Okay, totally separate thing. Did I catch that correctly? When King Uncle, I don't remember his name, Uncle King, Robert De Niro's character. King Uncle. King Uncle. King Hale. I like King Uncle better. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him Tunkle, if you will. Um, <laughs> when when uh, when someone told him that Anna was pregnant, and he said, "Is it mine? Did I hear that correctly?" Uh, I kind of remember I that. I feel like remember. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. That it, that's like a I couldn't tell you the line, but that does sound familiar. Yeah, it's almost like a throwaway line, but I was like, "What?" Oh, yeah, yeah. That seems very interesting to me and it was just sort of brushed by. I think it yeah, might be more of like a is it my is it my blood thing as opposed to like is it literally my child? Because he's clearly looking out for Ernest, you know what I mean? Like that's the whole thing is that they're trying to like wipe out all that's a weird way to say it though um he didn't I, I mean, say, again i don't yours remember is it your, like i think he said like is it your brother's is it mine like i think he said something like that and i was like whoa 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 what anyway i don't know mm. that seemed interesting to me and they kind of brushed by it yeah i don't i don't recall i'd have to watch it again <clears throat> that is interesting though um well okay so let's uh you guys want to talk about performances uh, for a minute? Um, there's been a lot of, of talk about uh, one particular actor who has a bit of a, I don't know if you call it a cameo, but it's a late appearance and there's been a lot oh, of yeah. uh, a lot of discourse around his, That's a cameo, his performances. For sure. And it's not, you know. Martin Scorsese? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. We do need to talk about that, but we'll have to do that in spoilers. But um, yeah, save it. No, I'm talking about Brendan Fraser, uh, his character, his performance. Um, how how did it strike you guys? There's been a lot of people who have been kind of hung up on on him and his performance for some reason. So I'm curious to see how how you reacted to his it, how his it felt limited screen over time. the top. <laughs> but did I didn't think, it was, think it was like no, I didn't think it was bad. I felt like it was intentional. Yeah, yeah, same. <clears throat> okay. So then I take it nobody took, like... Because there are people who were like, oh, my God, it's, like, offensively bad. I mean, what is he doing? It's like... It didn't I get feel like a top. unique or special performance at all. It kind of felt like a generic performance that calls for that role, but it didn't really, like, bother me by any means. It was serviceable. I would say based on based on his, uh, what side of the court he's in and who he's representing it yeah, kind of it felt was supposed to be you know like more cartoonish. in line with them so yeah yeah that's that's how i felt about it yeah there's definitely an element of that and it's also i mean he's it, it's from an era where you know these these lawyers are like we can just kind of say Ernest character leonardo DiCaprio's character is pretty dim right so i mean yeah. <laughs> there's definitely an element of like there's an intimidation aspect to well, like the bravado of like what that person would be so i do think it's very intentional i did you know i, I didn't think it was bad i was like oh, okay maybe like it felt a little like heavy i guess 
Like I didn't get hung up on it, but I very much was like, oh, that's Brendan Fraser. Oh, that he's like really going for it, isn't he? You know, like I wouldn't go so far mm-hmm. as calling it distracting, mm-hmm. but it wasn't not distracting, I guess. So I'm like kind of kind well, of in the middle. I guess. Yeah, I can see where they're coming it. from, but the same this another big actor comes in at the same exact point in the movie. It's John Lithgow and like he is more subdued and, mm. you know, but it's it's the side that he's playing. I feel like it's he's the the more i mean i guess they're making up you could say they're making up the law as they go in this movie there's a point where it's like you know in the, in the interrogation scene he's like can we talk alone for a minute and you're like oh that's they can't do that and then they do it and then yeah i know i was <laughs> the point where, where brendan fraser pretty much tells the judge what's going to happen and it's like you're not in charge the judges but then the judge just listens to him it's like what is going on um but yeah i i feel like they were to uh op- you know, supposed to be opposites in a sense. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. So I actually, I'm glad you brought up the whole um, Ernest character uh, supposed to be dim because I thought that early on you get that aspect, the way he talks and how he can't read very well. And there's a couple other things, you know, he's like, I can read, I can read. And then (laughs) it's like, well, yeah technically um but i felt like as the movie went on we sort of lost some of that and then at in the end with uh brendan fraser's character it sort of comes back in and i wish that they had i don't know i i i wish that i i almost felt that leonardo caprio like didn't play dumb enough if that makes sense I don't know what y'all's thoughts are on that. Um, I thought he was actually pretty dumb throughout. <laughs> I mean, if you think about like the whole car instant mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, like if he goes too dumb, then it starts to be like a caricature. I feel like it'd be like, we don't want like simple Jack from. <laughs> sure. But I mean, the way that they, I thought, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, but I just kind of thought of, I don't know, like the way that the lawyer intimidates him and to like changing his mind reminded me of like some like current people who do false confessions, like a good one. That's very, you know, popular is like your Brandon Dassey. Uh, who is, you know, coerced into giving a false confession because he has, you know, like some learning disabilities, etc. And I felt like that was kind of what they were going for. But because it's Leonardo DiCaprio, he couldn't like play into that too much. And then again, why would his, the female protagonist, like why would she go for someone that was that dumb? Like it just felt like they pulled it out in places where... They needed it, and then other times it was wasn't there for me. She went for him because he's a handsome devil. <laughs> I I just see I just felt like her character seemed smarter than that. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I I, I mm. sorry. Can you guys convince me I otherwise? Do, I do love that inclusion though. That that the you know calling him a handsome devil. I, I I'm assuming <laughs> that's from the the novel, but it's an awesome little nickname. Well, he's definitely he's definitely charming. Um, I think part of why that relationship works for me is that I do think there's an element of like uh, 
superiority complex in the sense that like I think Ernest loves Molly like someone loves a dog. You know what I mean? Like I do. <laughs> yeah. I think there's like I I didn't question that he loves her. I think yeah. what it's trying to illustrate is that like he believes her to be inferior to him and obviously that's untrue and she's clearly she could run circles around him as far as her intelligence but you know she's not why does she i'm not i'm not talking about him i'm like why does she love him but i think well i mean i think that's my question about all the osage women i feel like she might right and her specifically (laughs) like she seems smart she seems capable she is wealthy she's basically the head of her household why does she go for the dumbest man i mean i don't know how the osage also treated their women like maybe these white people came in and they i mean they act really nice like kind of respectful which is probably maybe not what they normally see maybe they're always kind of second class because like especially in a lot of cultures they have like that superiority complex where it's i mean she was just married off at like when she was young well, right especially that one back guy. then i mean yeah <laughs> so like maybe these guys came in and they're being sweet and like yeah it's fake or whatever but that might be a different feeling than what they're used to and maybe she thinks he's a little dumb but like he's pure and innocent and that's like maybe different and unique and she just kind of likes that simplicity and hopes that he is dumb enough to not try and like be terrible mm, to her like he's actually innocently my, loves her the counter would be like boyd or boyne or whatever his brother like isn't he trying to court anna and like he's like a dick to her all the time right like they're nice at first and then it's like okay that's over <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe i mean him, he's but nice i don't know but like anna was kind of mean to him too right like I, well I, anna I was you, drunk was she mean or was she independent <laughs> i don't know like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, with Kyle on that I one. don't think she was like falling. I don't think she had like strong feelings for him either. Yeah, I, I would agree. But, I like, I mean, but th- this like is that. what actually would happen. Like, I, I get you guys have like issues with what was shown on screen and what wasn't. But like you can put two and two together. Like it doesn't matter necessarily how the runtime was necessarily spent. Like, th- isn't this what happened? Like, why are we questioning what happened so much? I just don't get it <laughs> yeah you're also operating on the assumption guess... that people who are married to each other love each other which is just fucking <laughs> yeah. I don't no, know I'm not. no 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 no, no. i'm not i'm not i understand why one would marry someone for not for love but for other reasons i totally get that but i think the movie wants us to think that she loves him and i don't understand why why would she love him he dumb and 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 by the end she knows that he's evil like which is why, why she would stopped. she still love him like i she I just... did stop in the end though mm-hmm. well that was uh, <sighs> that was part of my criticism is that like uh, maybe maybe she did love him but like i don't feel like the movie does a great job of portraying that relationship especially with over the course of from when they meet to when it ends they have three kids like a lot of time passes in the movie and I don't feel like that relationship is you can't really enough, especially trying to justify the end when he's like giving his testimony and you know the line when he's like that's I love my wife because of this not because of this and like it feels like it's supposed to be such an impactful like line and moment and it just wasn't because I don't it supposed really, to I don't be complicated though yeah I think it is complicated I mean yeah 
But that's what I'm saying. I, I just like, don't get the complexities of that with all this. Like, I don't get like also it's like the same thing though. The every love is different, and people people love surface. for different reasons. People get married for different reasons. People get in relationships for different reasons. Every love is different, and so for you guys to like sit, we've been talking about this for like <laughs> almost thirty minutes now, and we're literally talking about <laughs> someone else's relationship, which like. You don't have any bearings to do so. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm so sorry that I'm you didn't like the movie you talking <laughs> about their marriage. <laughs> like, it's what, what the movie you... is showing, not. Yeah. I mean, should it have been longer? Oh my god! I need another hour <laughs> to show the years that passed. I think I think the movie actually does a really good job of portraying their relationship as as complicated, but. I mean, it goes out of its way to show that she is literally the only person in her life that she trusts. I understand you might be hung up on, like, why? Because he is, <laughs> he was in on the conspiracy. I get it. But, like, mm-hmm. that, to question her love for him, I think the movie goes out of its way to have these quiet moments of them in bed together, showing them making love, showing them behind the scenes, like, their interactions and their interplay. And when she starts to get sick, she she doesn't question his involvement. She questions everybody but him yeah and they have that moment which was one of the most profound moments for me and i won't i won't get too specific because we're not talking spoilers but there's a the last scene that they have together she asks him a question yep and that changed everything exactly he's given an opportunity to tell the truth prove it yeah he doesn't and that is that was it it ended it. it exactly so I think the movie I will say that without getting into spoilers, that scene was effective for me. I also felt like it was interesting when they pulled back and you see the FBI guy who used to be a Texas Ranger um in the room with them cuz it kind of almost felt like at first it's like intimate and then it pulls out and you feel like, "Oh, this actually isn't intimate. This is still being held up in a legal sense because I feel like if it were intimate, he might have answered differently in a in a more honest way. And I don't know. I I, I I will say I will say that that moment was really effective for me. I'll give it that for sure. Cool. Okay. Um. Well, let's okay. Let's move on to something else. Um. Was there? Did, did someone else want to uh, take the lead with something that they wanted to talk about specifically, or should I throw out another? Uh, Oh yeah, uh, talking let's point? get into the <laughs> let's get <laughs> let's into this technical it. bullshit. Uh, okay, I don't know if this was my screening, I but I watched this in IMAX 2D and it was not like the normal IMAX screen. But my counter to this is that every uh, I could hear everything else perfectly, but the dialogue. If they if they didn't like shout or like yell what they were saying, I couldn't hear shit. The mixing was like so bad. I so, saw your letterbox review. Again, don't know if this is. That's a you I, problem, bud. Yeah, like, yeah, it was actually fine for me. Yeah. That wasn't the case at my at my theater. Okay, well, I would say for I most of it, it was fine. Totally I would still like or geez, the IMAX, take a step down, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> let's talk about it. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, no, I always I prefer gonna... subtitles, but like, I, it was fine for me. I could understand. Okay, but once it. again, everything Same, else. Why could I hear everything else perfectly? Every Kyle. I, I do really like your letterbox of... review, but Thank you. the fact that it's it's your theater and not Scorsese just completely ruins. It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I like that, the idea. I will. I, like idea. I will be <laughs> testing this at home, just to be clear. 
Oh, no yeah. Subtitles. Oh, your fucking sure. state-of-the-art home theater system. <laughs> Dude, it's like I have Dolby Atmos 7.1 I, I can watch every up. TV show, every movie, and hear things fine, but for this movie, oh. for whatever reason... Okay, that's a different topic, because <laughs> there was something I was trying to watch on Netflix recently, and it was brutal. But I think that's just mm. modern filmmaking and not really a an issue with the sound. Well, Netflix in particular, not to get... Uh, railroaded, but Netflix in particular—they're <laughs> they're, they're garbage. Uh, they're, is their that the right sound word? mixing is always railroaded? terrible. Trying to get run over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's to get railed. Brutal. Roaded by rails. Yeah, not to get railed, but <laughs> Jesus, now you have my attention. Uh, I mean, okay, I'm I'm holding it slightly against it now. I'm everybody else says it's not, so I'll give it a little bit more credit, but. It will be tested. This an experiment will be. I'm still not convinced, but evidence has been brought to light by everyone else but me. Yes, but I'm still not convinced. This will be tested. Okay. Thoroughly, thoroughly. All right. Maybe get your ears checked. I definitely have hearing loss. I mean, I've never worn earplugs to a single show, so that's not. It's gonna go soon. You should definitely do that. Kyle, you gotta start wearing earplugs, bud. What are you doing? We're in our thirties now. You can't do that. The damage has already been done. No, no, no. You guys, I used to have really bad tinnitus all the time. Like ringing in my ears all the time. No, seriously, I used to have really bad. And then I started wearing earplugs to shows now. It has gone away. So not to I will say, say that you like can't yeah. undo stuff. I'm I did saying. actually wear earplugs to uh, the Rob Zombie show because my dad provided them. And I will say it did not take away from the experience no, it, at it all. It adds to it because you can hear it better. It like, yes. oh, yeah, Kyle, Kyle, remember our it neighbor at the Beyond Wonderland said the same thing. It <laughs> blocks like, all the bad sound. You, you can sure about that? <laughs> you sure, you sure, sure about, about that? that? <laughs> you sure about that? Okay, yeah. Well, I know I should. It's like it's like everything that you should do that you don't want to do, okay? It's, I just don't okay, Kyle, but I, I keep earplugs on my keychain. It makes it real easy. I always have them. Oh, Lord. Well, you don't we'll keep send your you the keys in your, your, I got, your, I got the same your keys in your pocket, I assume. I do. What are you talking about? You keep your keys, your car keys, and your apartment keys and everything in your pocket at all times. I do. I mean, <laughs> well, I where know you, you do. I'm most... where do you, you put them in a cubby? What are you talking about? What do you mean? You're in a show. Uh, you don't where have do your keys on you. Like, do you use yeah. a purse? <laughs> I don't want to assume, but I'm saying most most females don't oh. keys in their pockets. Oh. Guys oh. do. That's oh. what I'm saying. Wow, I mean, maybe Kyle. it's in my purse, but I, don't, I mean, my purse is on me. Like, what do you mean? That is a thing. Okay, well, that's what I mean. It's not. It's t- it's too bulky. Okay. Anyway, we're spending way too much time. Oh, on Oh, I see what you mean. I understand. You can never spend too much time. Get a carabiner. I'm sorry. This is. <laughs> I'm I'm obsessed yeah. now. Hey, we're getting railroaded right? here, guys. Let's. Uh, <laughs> we're getting <laughs> all railroaded. <laughs> okay. Um, sound mixing. Uh, fifty-fifty. Decision is not. <laughs> oh my god! I won't let it. Af- I won't let it affect my score. Okay, I'm taking it out off the table. It's off the table. Yeah, put that half star back. All right. Edit okay, your okay. review and <laughs> put in parentheses that it might be you. <laughs> I don't know. That review is pretty great. <laughs> if it were true, it would be funny. Though. If it were true, yeah. If it were too true, bad, it's yeah. not. 
You almost got well. him, Kyle. You almost got him. Scorsese would have uh, retired. He just joined Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's out of the I got a notification He's like, fuck, today. Kyle. Oh, I, want, I want him to see I'm it. Done. I want him to see it. Yeah. I'm shocked we haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> what, that he's on Letterboxd now? I was not aware of that. He's not. I mean, he has someone made an account for him on Letterboxd, but he just said in an interview like a month ago that he just recently started checking his email routinely. Uh, This guy is not on Letterboxd. From what what I heard, he has he has curated like his top picks and a couple lists. But yeah, it is somebody else managing it. Right. It's probably what the word on street is. Yeah, (laughs) that's what the yeah, that's what the rumors are. I gotta follow her on TikTok. I guess there's some good videos of Scorsese on TikTok. Oh yeah, you haven't seen them? What? So no, I haven't. I have not seen them. That man is that man is 80 years old. The algorithm is failing me. TikTok. What are you? No, his daughter. His daughter has a TikTok, and she like films him and says like, "Oh, uh, Dad, what's ask some questions." I don't fucking know. I haven't seen them. Matt is locked. (laughs) Yeah, dude. If it's on TikTok, I'm on it. He is almost 81, turning 81. He's also 17. been married four times, maybe five times. <laughs> Hell so. yeah. So he starts <laughs> over him. every time. Good for him. He He's knows love. Every era yeah, of Yeah, he understands getting life. married <laughs> for things it. other than love, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Should we talk about the very end of the movie? I don't know what else we have to talk about. I mean, we could keep going, but I think we should at least talk about the very end. Yeah. I feel like it's spoilery, though, I feel. Yeah, I thought we were going to do a spoiler section. Travis is yeah, like, spoiler section. Yeah, we are. Spoiler section. <laughs> yeah. Well, we heard enough of you guys talking about how you didn't believe their love. Like, the one relationship. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we got it. You didn't okay. like it. <laughs> I always makes fun of me for not knowing love. Yeah, I was just saying, then... Jacob, I don't want to hear shit from you. You don't <laughs> even know what love is. That's God. Why don't you get it? What Damn. is love? Yeah, what is love? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> All right. Well, exactly. if you have yet to see Killers of the Flower Moon, check the show notes. Skip ahead. Um, there will be spoilers from here forth. Let's let's start at the Can end we... then. All right. Everyone think Before of a, we... cool, a cool way to pronounce this movie with a shortened version of it. While everyone's okay. thinking of that, I want to let you guys know that I just started following <laughs> Martin Scorsese on Letterboxd, and his bio says, Marvel is nothing but theme park movies. Hell oh, yeah. Damn. No, also, also, me and Martin Scorsese have two of the four same top favorites. Hell How no cool am way. I? How no fucking cool fucking am way. I? Oh, this had to have been edited recently. from earlier. Yeah, because I didn't see it earlier. What are his favorites? His other ones were old, old. Baby Driver, Interstellar, Inception, and Eternal Sunshine. Okay, those what are nice. definitely Fuck, changed. Those are huge. Are we looking at the right Scorsese Look profile? at the screenshots from earlier. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Interstellar and uh, that also, I don't think he would say that about Marvel, you know? I mean, he has been critical of Marvel movies, but like... Uh, his, his account previous, is M Scorsese. No, he his previous know. bio said this is cinema, and his favorites were that. Wild River, Blood on the Moon, The Heiress, and Red River. I think Paris is on a joke. Account. Okay, yeah, I think I may have one. found the wrong Martin Scorsese. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Oh, this is I got so excited. I got very excited. I'm sorry. All right. If anyone knows the real Martin Scorsese on Letterboxd, can you please send it to me? Thank you. M Scorsese <laughs> is his handle. M Scorsese. It's the it's Short it's the sweet. picture with the fedora. Okay. That should be his the classic real account. Any well, there's already Matt? another one. Any what? Nope, just Any M Scorsese. Having nope. trouble uh, finding this with the search. Yeah, well, Did maybe, you spell maybe Scorsese we right? Find the handle off. Yes. There, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you now. <laughs> who who brought up the ending? Starting at the ending. Whoever said that? Go ahead, Travis. Kyle. <laughs> oh no, I, I brought it up for discussion. I don't. I don't want to take the lead on it. I just. I want to hear you guys talk about it. <laughs> I thought <laughs> Kyle was the one who had a that. problem with the ending. I, I brought. I brought reinforcements to the show. All right. I, that, that's wait, all wait. I did. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought I thought you were talking about like the very ending, the uh, let's call it the epilogue. Yeah, that's what I was or, talking about. Oh, that's what you're talking about, thought, right? We're well, talking about the Jacob radio. Jacob is talking. Jacob is talking about the uh, the trial thing, which I think we already covered that enough in the relationship talk. We don't really need to get into it. Oh, we can talk Jacob about Jacob has more. <laughs> so, oh, no, I don't. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh. We can go. <laughs> Did we like it? The uh, our artistic choice <clears throat> i did like it, it was perfect actually. it was perfect yeah i was because like I thought it, was it could have been just but the, didn't add much it could have been like the writing thing it's like you see it so many different movies and it's like and this is what happened to him later it's just like a little splurt about it i i thought this was a, at least an interesting way to do that i mm, think yes. that it was stylish and an interesting way to do it I don't think that it added anything. And in fact, I would have preferred text on the screen because <laughs> I think that the way that they did the radio play felt so uh, out of sync like with the rest of the film. Yeah, like shoehorned in. Like it just felt so out of sync that it, it, it took me out of it. It is a little abrupt when it like cuts to it. it you're like, wait, where are yeah. we? What, are, what is going yeah, on? What and is then, happening? And then honestly, <laughs> like, and, 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 Take this as you will. When that guy does the like Native American voice, I... oh yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's I not didn't weird. Oh my god, like it was a little. It. it felt a little problematic. <laughs> that was <laughs> the, yeah. the rest of the movie. You, you simpletons, I know. you imbeciles. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my. The whole god. thing. I get, was it. I get it. I get it. It was intentional. I get it, but it's... it didn't go over my head. <laughs> they, they I'm sorry, I was offended by they something you in fucking time, asshole. But they're still oh. in an era. They're still in an era with like out yeah, representation. I got so it. It's, yeah, and it I understand sense. that. Yeah, okay. But at a certain point, at <laughs> no. a certain point, we live in the modern era. You can choose to portray that era however you want. This wasn't even part of the historical portrayal. You don't have to have a white person doing. Uh, putting on a voice for a person of another race or culture. Like, you just don't you have, don't have like to do that. But that's probably how it was done back then. <laughs> right, but it didn't need to be there. Like, it felt gross to me. That, yeah, so for it was me, a little off. It was only a ending, second, so I was fine. Come on, Matt. It, Matt, bring it home. It was a little off. Matt, the, you're the, the whole... fucking biggest PC fucking leftist ass bitch I've ever met. Like, are you joking me right now by saying it went over our fucking head by being a little 
understandably I thought, I was like, not wow, cool the, with that. Oh it was so God. respectful the whole movie. That was a little weird. That was, that was it, <laughs> but it was fine. It yeah. was fine, though. That was, <laughs> was, like, oh, yeah, that that was intentional, okay. though. So that whole, the whole ending, that whole epilogue is like, oh, there's a meta element to it, obviously, but to have... The the ending sequence of the film to flash forward however many years to white people on a stage retelling this story like it's like a like a true crime podcast and it's sponsored by Lucky Strike cigarettes. It's like <laughs> deeply cynical and it's Scorsese's way of like the final like hammering the nail in like uh, reorienting the story to be from the white perspective he's implicating himself and he is basically like it's deeply cynical because it's showing this story you just watched a three and a half hour movie telling this grueling brutal story about this systemic murder of these people and in a historical context all it was was a, a radio play of white people putting on Native American accents, telling the story and doing these quirky sound effects and plugging in advertisements for Lucky Strike. And I think the point of him putting on the voice is that he had the whitest person on the planet whose name is literally Jack White. It's intentional that he is the one who does the the voice. I think it's, it's meant to be offensive. It's meant... To, to drive home the fact that like this story was told from the white perspective and for Scorsese himself to walk out onto the stage in the spotlight and deliver her monologue for me that was him like recognizing his role in the story and implicating himself as being a visitor and it's you know recognizing that it's unfortunate that like he is the one who was telling the story like acknowledging that like it's not really his story to tell so like, yeah, I was offended, but I think you're you're supposed to be offended by it. I know that you're like you know it might not be PC, but it's intentionally done that way to infuriate you to reframe this thing as like this whole history boiled down to some radio play performed by white people for white people broadcast to white people. Like I think, like my jaw was on the floor when I saw that. I was like, is he really going here? Like I was blown away by it that epilogue i think it was it was perfect absolutely perfect matt i think you said it perfectly yeah, that's fair. and um in in the moment it still is a little abrupt and you know like yeah kind of yeah, brings yeah. attention to itself which you know it's you know kind of obvious but um yeah i i do like it when you when you think about it but in the moment especially seeing it for the first time it is a bit jarring it's definitely a big swing for sure yeah. like <laughs> Like the but one. On it, tonal, I mean, I, like, I would I would prefer a big swing than, and like actually put meaning to that than just do the generic like title card stuff, which which would have totally. been fine too. Would have been right. perfectly fine to end the movie that way. But the fact that he actually like, you know, I'm gonna make this like a little special, a little different, actually put meaning to it, I think is cool. Honestly, I thought this was like a much better version of like. I don't know, for some reason it reminded me of like Asteroid City, kind of like that, like, I don't know. Uh, so like the, the ending. difference, I, I get what you're saying, and I actually really like when they do that in Asteroid City, but the difference for me in Asteroid City is that the whole film 
is framed as that. It's a story within a story within a story. This is not framed that way. And so I think it was too... While it was interesting and while I totally appreciate that he wanted to like take that meta perspective and put himself in front to say acknowledging that, I think having it just at the end, not at the beginning or anywhere else throughout the film, and to have it so tonally different than the rest of the film, to me it felt less like he was acknowledging it and saying, yes, I'm not necessarily the right person to be telling this story. It almost felt like it, a joke. And I know that wasn't the intention, but because of the tonal shift, I, I, I had a hard time not feeling that way. And that's, that's fair. I, I get that. Yeah. You know, it's not fair. being on board with I feel like, the opposite, but the it's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's weird, too, to go, I prefer the final, final shot of the film. And I think that's, like, almost a perfect example of where you would put that text and then it's weird to go from like the end of the movie to the radio play to like the final shot of like the Osage. The final shot's amazing tradition. though. Yeah. Yeah, I know I would some agree. things I prefer that. I would I don't like I don't want to jump to this like sticky radio play where they're doing all the sound effects and stuff. That's a cool idea, but then, then we go to like something that's much more contemplative and just Yeah, but the other the other option prefer that you shot. still have to have the yeah, title card like though, it, right? Though, yeah. Like you it's still have different. to have like a finality to what happened. It is like a like a biography or you know of a story. So, mm -hmm. like I wouldn't want that on the end scene. Honestly, like it was before that we got done, and then like you got to just enjoy that beautiful like end scene without any of that like writing over top also, of it or anything. Also, filmmakers are yeah. getting a little more meta now, and also Scorsese's earned the right to really do whatever the fuck he wants and yeah. for him to choose to do this instead of just like a generic it thing interesting. that's always done uh, is better than you know what we've well what we no one's saying get. he has no right to do yeah, it it's just no, whether no. it's effective think, or not yeah <laughs> I, I, it, even and we're arguing right. that it's more effective than the generic title card thing i think it was very interesting but you i, I effective more interesting more... i mean I, I would prefer someone to make an artistic choice that's different or new than just have them do the same thing that's done. Even if you don't movie. like it, you'd prefer. Them I didn't dislike it. Did like it. No, no, no. <laughs> if you I disliked you it. That's I, I know you did, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying you said you would prefer them to make an artistic choice, but you're saying that yeah, because you always. liked it. So I'm yeah. saying like, even if you didn't. No, like even it, if it's, you... even if I, yeah, even if I didn't even like if it. it doesn't it would, work. Yeah, it would be more interesting than just doing the same thing. I don't think I would like, okay. you know, like, t uh, like bring down a movie too much if they did something like this, and I didn't like the reason why they handled it. Like, it, maybe okay. a half star. I don't know, but um, I'm always wanting something different. So that's fair. Yeah, and I would, I like, I, I get the like having issues with it feeling tonally inconsistent, but I think it's thematically consistent. purposeful. Yeah. And in fact, I think it's like, it's like the perfect epilogue that fits the tone. I mean, it's a three and a half. I mean, hour. it literally breaks the fourth wall. Like it, it's calling attention to it. <laughs> right. And so it, obviously so. it's going to be a tonal shift. Like it's literally breaking the fourth wall. It's so literally a sense, roller coaster. At that you're going <laughs> to, but his intention behind it is very, uh, it's very intentional. Like 
yeah. he didn't just decide like, oh, I'm going to do a meta. Do this like, for no reason. Yeah. The the point is to like the whole movie is a three and a half hour brutal retelling of this genocide that occurred. And it's from the white perspective. Like that is something that we haven't really touched on. But like one of the criticisms of the of the movie that I've seen is that like it's unfortunate that it's told from the perspective of of Ernest and and King Uncle as opposed to like truly being told from Molly's perspective. But I think Scorsese recognizes that like it's not his story to tell, but it's also a story that until now hasn't been told to a wide audience. Like this guy was given $200 million and you know, he's not making a superhero movie. He's making a three and a half hour historical epic about white genocide, like of reconciling our history. And that ending is intentional in that he's calling attention to the fact that like, you have to reconcile this. Like this isn't just like entertainment. Like he doesn't, if you just got the title card, if all you got was the title card with that final shot, you would you would leave the theater and you'd be like, oh, that's a sad story. I can't believe that happened. And then that's it. You know, like he's whether you're not or not, you think it worked. His intention is to like be like, like this. This is our history. Like this is what happened. And this is up until now. And even up till now, he's recognizing that that is what that it was. It's like white people telling a story that isn't theirs for dramatic effect. And, you know, it's like definitely a. Uh, a big swing but I, I i was honestly i was blown away by the ending i was like what it's one of those movies where like the the final scene starts and the credits come up and i was just like sitting there like holy fuck you know what i mean like just in well, awe of what i, I think the i think his attentions i couldn't get out of that theater fast enough i think his intentions <laughs> are i ran <laughs> you know are pure or um appropriate i've heard a criticism on a different podcast i won't name names but they were offended by Scorsese getting the last word, and I think that is just a terrible read of the movie. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I think that's that seems silly. Like to that's be like, like why the, would he go through the trouble of making this movie? Like just to, I, I, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, as, as someone You're saying that, that no filmmaker yeah. can make it unless, like, no story can be told unless it's you know their it's of their origin, their descent, their ethnicity, yeah, all these things like. It That's sucks dumb. that he is I the heard, one yeah. telling that, but like, at least it's at least but it people is are going to listen. I feel like it's yeah. better but to be he is he is using his platform all. rather than just like to give a voice creating to an it. excuse to like right. you know, make something. I, I I think his intentions are pure. Yeah, yeah, and not I only agree. using his platform agree. but acknowledging his position in the context of this story. Yeah, you know yep. I mean? exactly. Mm-hmm. It's more interesting than not. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, one one uh, image uh, that hasn't been brought up, but one of one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is uh, after the first court scene, um, where Ernest is like invited back to the house to like meet with the lawyers. Like that shot of like that's when you really realize like the full scope of like just how deep the conspiracy goes where he goes yeah. into the house, the way that those people are lit and like the clothing that they're wearing, like in the trailer, it makes the first trailer that came out for this movie hit so much harder because in the trailer, they take the, 
Remember early, very early in the movie, uh, Molly's looking at the the picture book. Someone's looking at the picture book, and it says like, "Can you can you spot the wolf in this picture?" They take that audio in the trailer and they put it over that image of the people in that room with you know Brendan Fraser and De Niro and all like the oil men and the sheriff and stuff like that moment from the trailer hits so much harder once you know it's context in the movie of him like basically stepping into the wolves den and <laughs> like that's where you just truly like the, the 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 weight of like just how the collusion of like the whole fucking town is in on this conspiracy it just like it hit me like a ton of bricks i don't know matt, if you guys had similar matt, reactions to be honest um i don't know if i ever saw a trailer for this really? i remember the, i remember the like the screenshot or image of um Lily Gladstone and them at the Leonardo table. DiCaprio sitting at the table would, you know, like the yeah. obvious, like marketing promo image for the movie. But beyond that, I don't know if I ever saw a trailer. If I did, it was like snippets. I didn't one. see a trailer. Oh, interesting. I don't oh, feel like this movie's same. been, I mean, we've heard about it for years as like film fans, but I don't know if it's really being like well marketed to like the masses. Oh, you just don't have cable. Bro. I mean, opening Follow weekend. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm I'm under a rock. <laughs> Gotta get those boomers out to I've the theater. Before movies, but that's about it. Opening weekend was lower than expected. It was 23 million domestic. It's kind of weird because my theater was packed. And it was like packed the entire day. Like I had to like find a good time of the day to go to even get good seats. I had an old couple sitting in my seats. We just sat, you know. <laughs> To ones right next to them, but that was annoying. I would have told them. <laughs> you didn't them make to a move. move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, hey, no. those are my seats. It, it, the theater was like maybe half full, so it wasn't really worth it. Yeah, mine was like full, and that was at nine ten. Wow. You half full? I'm making those fucking people move. Are you kidding me? The only time, the only time <laughs> I would Creating a chain reaction is, is my empty. worst nightmare, though. <laughs> 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 but what if someone it? comes up and and you're sitting in their seats? And they're, and yeah, that's like, a chain. Oh, okay. okay. That is I gotta go that's move. Their, that's gotta go problem. let those That's even worse. People. You're like, you're only bothering yeah. one person. They're, it's the yeah. other, they're per- then they're bothering everyone else. It's not, it's not on you. Right. You gotta just make them fucking move. That literally Absolutely. happened. I told you guys. Honestly, you probably wouldn't take it. for the first time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it would have taken that guy a long time to move. So I just <laughs> thought I'd just sit one seat down and just <laughs> save him. Yeah, there were a You dodged that bullet. He had a cane and everything. I didn't want to go there. You know, <laughs> he looked very comfy <laughs> in oh my, my seat. <laughs> <laughs> If he had a cane, he was falling asleep in this movie. Anyway, let's be honest. Oh yeah, he was Vader. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I remember, I was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> All right, anything else? Movie rocks. Hey, uh, I have a question for, the... for you guys. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, for only $99 a month, you can subscribe to us on Patreon and listen to our three-and-a-half-hour-long podcast where we talk about killers. No, I'm sorry. Flowers of the killer moon. Love, baby. That's right. Get into relationships. I do have a question for you guys, though, that I felt like not dumb, but I did feel a little dumb. I didn't really quite understand what was going on during this scene. 
when the Bureau of Investigation agents are meeting and they're out in the field, they're, I guess, on Kunkel, King Uncle's land. And he's like burning his crops. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to have uh, a... For the insurance money. Right. No, I got that. But like, it just felt, I don't know. I didn't quite... I will say the imagery of the fire the sh- when it yeah, like the shot lo- was yeah the shot looked was amazing. Beautiful. That was so good. It goes down and it goes down, but like I didn't really get like the no, impact I'm with you. There of was, it or why there was, was some there. weird uh, scene structure and editing. I thought throughout yeah. throughout not just that, but yeah, that was, and that's it a kept good example. Like, Right, that that's the one that stands out the most in my mind because it kept ruining that really nice imagery by like cutting back to Leo just like worriedly staring out of his window. And I was like, "What? I don't, <laughs> I don't know." It was for the audacity, like that he could just commit insurance fraud in front of these federal agents and no one's gonna say shit to him. You know, it's like the the rules are not as a. Uh, strict the insurance companies and uh was that have all of what the it was? stuff in their contract yeah i think th- i mean they were literally setting fire to the field and the insurance guy was there and he was just like yep that's gonna be you know he just bought he just bought was a fire the policy from the guy secretly I an fbi guy though. i was watching it i was watching it. i was like oh they're putting out the fires yeah it was like they were like tilling the land at the same time mm-hmm. I didn't really understand. That's how you like contain the contain the fires or whatever. Oh, but like, right. but I more so just mean like the audacity of like. Matt, are you an arsonist? Whatever the expiration date is, I've <laughs> collected many insurance uh, policy payouts <laughs> in my time. Okay, I work for an insurance company. Um, but no, I think like don't implicate yourself. Oof, that but was like, I, I don't know <laughs> if I would have said those two things. Right that was like the day. day. Um, they won't uh, listen. My impression to this. was that, like that was like the day that like the insurance policy took effect or something, and he was just like, "I'm gonna fucking light my field on fire and then have my men out here ready to go." It's like he had his own fucking fire squad out there ready to like contain it, so there's not any actual damage to his land. It's literally just to like collect the insurance money, knowing that he's being watched by federal agents. Like they were literally watching this happen. But I think did it was more of like, a power a power play. I don't think it really. He at the very least knew that he was being watched. Right. Like, there's several scenes of him being like, remember when he walks into the sheriff's office and he's like, oh, apparently I'm wanted for murder. Arrest me, Mr. Right. Sheriff. You know, he's just like, he thought he was well, untouchable. Well, yeah, but the sheriff is Yeah, that's on, to his friend. Like, on and his he's team. the sheriff. And you remember, he's a sheriff's deputy by, like, whatever. Right. Like, he's the but. sheriff's deputy. <laughs> like, like, I get saying that to your sheriff, but, like, I don't think he purposefully did that. Like, I don't think he knew. I don't know. That scene just read really weird to me and i was trying to figure out what was going on i think it was just at that point in the movie he still felt untouchable i think until he's convicted he feels untouchable really (laughs) yeah definitely Mm -hmm. cool all right well anything else that we want to touch on before we wrap her up would you have yeah. rather seen this as a Apple TV miniseries? Barf. No. no. <laughs> Can't log that, so no. But um, <laughs> would rather have watched it at home with subtitles. 
You still can. You still can. I will watch at home with subtitles. I know. That's the hard thing, though. Do I want to commit to rewatching this? I don't know. I mean, not immediately this year, I should say. Oh, man. Down the line, maybe. Gotta get this in. Bo is afraid rewatch is gonna be huge. Oh I'm just gonna mm-hmm. you need, you need to rewatch the next couple got, months. Got, I'm gonna it's watch as high as it can go. Yeah, what, I'm it sorry. Go? <laughs> that does not that's, need to rewatch. That's true. I gotta, I gotta get that thing into my top ten. All right, I gotta force feed it <laughs> of all time. <laughs> tippy top to the tippy top, dog. It's yeah, Matt. Good. Those are those are secure. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> we know they'll find space in your list. <laughs> you gotta start um, cramming. Cramming the new stuff. The cram jam has been happening, y'all. It has it has started three months early this year. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah? Is that segue? <laughs> Proud of you. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We should drop stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah, we yeah, uh, yeah. talk about anything else. Um, all right. In order, Travis? <laughs> In order. Around the horn. In the order that we gave our thoughts, or in the order that oh, I introduced fuck. everybody? I, I don't even remember thoughts. my order of how we were. It was definitely Travis first. Cinephiles died. Oh, yeah, true, true. It goes true. Matt, Travis, Paris, uh, Kyle, Me. Jacob. Uh, no. Totally wrong, totally wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, no, what? It goes Travis, Travis, Travis yeah. Stars. Travis, oh. Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh,. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go five stars. I'm going to yeah, give this thing five stars on rewatch anyways. Might as what? well do it yeah. now. Yeah, get, ahead of it. get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. Exactly. Yep. This, is a pre, this is a pre-rewatch rating? <laughs> I was in between four and a half and five. A okay, so, all right, li- here, here are my justification for this. So when I first, and this is this is uh, maybe a little bit of uh, dirty laundry. Here we go. Here. <laughs> Here's the justification. This is right, why you so, should fuck. Dirty laundry. When I, let's when I first saw let's Oppenheimer, when I first saw Oppenheimer, I was not 100% sure if it was a five or not. Gave it a five anyways. Saw Oppenheimer again and was like, oh my God. I saw a completely different movie. Easiest five star I've given in years. Or, you know, a long time. Don't focus on the duration of the last five stars. <laughs> you went from, you went from years. a five to, to a completely a five. different movie. Oh, it's definitely a five. Like, what? Well, uh, you know, it's I like even that. more a five. <laughs> you know, Travis, you give me shit for it was a my rating five. system it was a light often, five. but I'm going to say completely that no different sense. movie. Completely light different. five. Yeah. No, but this movie has feelings of Oppenheimer for me, where I'm like a little long, a little talky, but like I can see it. You know, like you squint and you're like, that's a fucking masterpiece. And so I think we got the same situation. Yeah, you gotta squint here. really hard. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm always real squinting, baby. Let's go. <laughs> My eyes are always squinting half open. Tarantino over here. <laughs> <laughs> Not half closed, half open. We're optimistic over here. Uh, five stars, baby. It's a oh, faint yeah. heart, but it's there. <laughs> There it is. Well, you know my star rating. It's five. Heavy five. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) All right, Paris. Oh, yeah. So when Kyle was like, I already know your stars, I was like, ooh, what did I write this? I didn't remember. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I looked and was like, that's not correct. I'm giving it two and a half stars. Thank you. Wow. You are a hero. A hero. I love it. (laughs) Put him in his place, Paris. Kyle. 
does love you it. You showed him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jacob, you're up. I'm giving it a four and a half. Coward. Oh, yeah. Hey, no, that's good. That's good from that's hey, good from squint. Jacob. Jacob just yeah. squint a little. And I don't give a lot of fives. It's a masterpiece, all right. A masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> all right. As I said, I I I realize that uh, we I sounded more negative during the review than I am. I I do like this movie quite a bit. I'm going three point five. Alrighty. That don't make no sense. <laughs> not your rating, not your not your rating, but like you I thought we were like our conversation made me right go there. down. A, I was at 3 and I went down a, a half star. Okay, honestly, I was at a <laughs> <Go down. laughs> before the show everyone down. <laughs> before the show I was 4.5, but the way Matt eloquently stated some things just Easy. After hearing Kyle talk Easy. about it, what? I have to go. What? <laughs> yeah, I got offset. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Travis, you're just so in Matt's asshole just now. I'm, I had to. That was the sound of breathing. me on Matt, right? Travis yeah. isn't squinting. You were that was me. That was He's me just looking out of Matt's asshole. I wasn't I gagging over. on my own. No, cue. no, no. That was, was... me <laughs> looking over gagging because I saw you neck deep in Matt's asshole. I was gagging on where he belongs, <laughs> Not, and it wasn't my puke. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah! All right. Oh, well, that was uh, that was killers of the fireman. This fourteen percenters hitting. <laughs> the killer collab review, you guys. All right. Lips sink ships. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there's probably too many of us to do like a full on what we've been watching, but uh, maybe we go around the table and uh, see uh, if there's something uh, you guys are dying. You only to get talk one. About. <laughs> you get well, one. no, not necessarily <laughs> just one. I'm just saying, if we all yeah, yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about everything we've watched, we'll be here until. I only have one more, honestly. No, no, I got you. I got you. All right. Well, uh, I can go first if there aren't any objections. Go for it. No objections. Uh, I watched Your a movie honor. last night with Haley that I was, you know, kind of kind of excited to watch. I had heard some good things about it. I watched Cobweb from this year. Oof, that sorry. was a piece <laughs> of shit. That was hey. so stupid. Like, join our side. It's You're welcome. Like, it's really well made. I was struck by like how cool it is. Like, I really wanted to like it, but every step of the way, it was just like. So Did your wife give this four stars, Matt? Yeah, I yelled at her. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, yeah, I thought she, you'd she take this one it. straight in the mouth. I haven't seen it, but it just seemed I like one of those to. movies Honestly, same. You're such a whore like <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to like it, but it's just like, I can't. The, like the, the first movie that came to mind for me, honestly, is, is Neon Demon. Like that's a movie. That, oh like, no! Oh, Wrong. I thought Wrong. you know. We're not starting I, this again. If I if I muted the dialogue and I was just watching the way it looked and listening to the music, like it'd be huge. It's an awesome movie. But every step of the way, it's so stupid, and the monster is stupid. It's an mm-hmm. insane idea for a movie. And it just, like, gets progressively dumber. Like, the fact that, like, the savior of that movie is, like, his substitute teacher. Like, 
a substitute teacher, if I had like substitute teacher, there could be like a fucking school shooting and the sub would be like, oh, that's too bad. But like, did a teacher die? Like, is there an open position available? Like, you think a sub <laughs> is really going to go out of their We've way talked about it. to like be a hero? Yeah, right. Matt. No, it's bad, Paris. You got to watch this thing. You got to weigh in. Okay. I'm not. That's not a judgment on the movie. That's a judgment on you judging on substitute, substitute teachers. teachers. Listen, as I someone who works at a school and actively interviews substitute teachers on the reg three today, I would say that's just not true. It's a very a hard shit. job. I understand. I'm just speaking yeah. from experience and the substitute teachers that I had growing up. Okay, that was like 20 years else. ago, you fucking old well, ass part. <laughs> you know, all I can do is speak from my own experience. So I don't have a kid in school. Hanging out with substitute teachers, but I do have friends who are substitute. You could have just ended it with "I don't have a kid." Period. <laughs> I don't have a kid, comma in school, comma who hangs out with substitute teachers. Hopefully, no one has that kid. Who wants to hang out with substitute just hanging out with subs as a child? Uh, the kid in Cobweb does. He calls her up all the time. He's like, "Hey, come on over." He does call her up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not a good movie. Anyway, I don't have much to say about it, but I, I did see. Um, I did see your guys' star ratings on it, and I was like, okay, these guys get it. Some people <laughs> fucking love that movie. Like, I've seen, like, some crazy praise about that movie. So, I, you know, uh, you know, I, like I like want the, to There's, like, a camp angle, and I don't know. People enjoy it for that, but it's I didn't It doesn't see it. have that, no. I didn't find it campy at all. Matt, you're a little too harsh on substitute teachers in your review. <laughs> Listen, I was just trying grade. to make a joke about how insane it is so that much. the hero is a sub, all right? When my Maybe? third grade teacher went on maternity leave and we had a substitute indefinitely, she was the best, okay? so Aww. She didn't make us do anything. She also enjoyed peanut butter and pickle sandwiches, and we bonded over that. So sick in the head. (laughs) (laughs) I used to, I recently realized that when I was younger, I was a little bit of a bully and I used to try to make the substitutes cry. And I had a substitute in eighth grade that we'd had all middle school and she sucked. And in eighth grade social studies, I guess I was being too much of a dick and she like gave me detention. And my teacher came back and was like, did she give you detention? I was like, I know, right? And she was like, yeah, you're not doing this. And I was like, <laughs> like I, <laughs> subs were terrible when I was a child, but you know. And yet yeah, here you are defending them. Very curious. I'm just Very saying, curious. as someone who currently works in a school, I can't be anti-sub. We need sure them. <laughs> no, no, subs. we need them. <laughs> we need them real, real bad. <laughs> If any subs are out there, please feel free to <laughs> apply for your job. Direct your hate mail to me. All right. you, everyone else here is innocent. Um, anyway, I, that's all I had to say about Cobweb. Who's next? I have more on substitute teachers, but... You want we don't have time to talk about Keep movies. We going? can we only talk about substitute uh, teachers. More sub stories? <laughs> sub to the Patreon if you want that content. All right. All right. Real, qu- real quick. Real quick. Yeah. One of the best sub stories I got. Okay. It's probably the only funny. You were serious? He is multiple. He was actually serious. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's been dying All right, to tell go ahead. <laughs> All right. Like, All right. All right. My friend Kevin Warner and I. Shout out Kevin if you're listening. Haven't talked to you forever. <laughs> but if you're uh, listening to my podcast, right. it was like seventh grade science class. Substitute teacher. So you know we go the classic Bill Nye video route. 
there's a there's a worksheet for it, like a little, you know, follow along, little fill in the answer type deal. We're sitting in the back of the class. Kevin grabs the answer sheet from the desk, the teacher's desk that's right next to us. We fill out all the answers, like first couple minutes of the video. Put the, uh, you know, answer sheet back, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We're just chilling the, the, the hour of the class. <laughs> uh, substitute teacher comes by, you know, partway through the video and is like, oh, you know, like calling attention to like, we're not watching the video. And we're like, blah, blah, blah. He looks at our answer sheets and we have all the answers. And he's like, how do you guys have all the answers? And my friend, <laughs> with no time to think, says, oh, I have this one at home. And I fucking lost it. <laughs> it was an amazing response. You had to be there. But for him oh, to have the wherewithal. I love a story the when they end joke. you had to be love there. Love those. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great story, not someday. just for your friends, yeah. but no, for I mean, the whole podcast. I thought we Kevin, were. <laughs> if Kevin's listening to this, he's listen, dying laughing. Listen, yeah, I thought he, we he were. Thought that was so funny. Right, now. I thought we were dead to rights, like busted. Like, how do we get out of this? And Kevin just hits him with the, "Oh, I have this one at home," and the teacher's like, "Oh, okay," and just totally bought it. It was amazing. <laughs> this Kevin Damn, guy. Damn, I need Kevin. to hang out with this guy. <laughs> Hey, I was an impressionable young man. It was seventh grade, all right? I was trying to make... Jesus. <laughs> trying to plant my flag to be railroaded. at a new school. Okay? <laughs> it was rad, okay? You had to be there. My version of Great you had to story. be there was uh, a chemistry teacher said when worlds collide and from the back of the classroom I went this oh, is yeah. it's like when worlds collide the whole the whole room erupted and I felt like a hero That's wow were you a class clown yeah. Matt that sounds <laughs> wow <laughs> cool guy here seriously Matt, that sounds like a fucking reddit story yeah. where someone would be like and then everyone got up and clapped like that didn't fucking I gotta happen. stand yeah, like, on <laughs> No, Matt, did that really happen? Come on. No, that definitely happened. Okay. So you were the class clown. Bullshit. Um, nah, I wouldn't call myself the class clown. I just, you okay. know, I couldn't, re- you I couldn't retired resist. after that. You, you took your yeah. shots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> miss 100% of shots you don't take. I made them count. My success rate was 100%. Right? And it's because I only took the shots I knew I could land. One out of one. That <laughs> was one for one being funny in high school. It was huge. Like, you were the guy who did that once, right? He's like, yeah, that was me. People are still talking about me, you know, at the 10 year. That was the first thing people thought. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you're still talking about it at least. You guys remember the absolute legend in chemistry class, bro? <laughs> oh, anyway, man. All right. Someone else it. talk about fucking I got to call Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see what that guy's up to. See how he's doing. <laughs> Kevin's in prison now. No way. He was the freaking high school quarterback. He was cool. Yeah, that, that reminds there's an It's Always Sunny episode where they're like going down memory lane. It's like, oh, dude, we got to call Grady. Oh, Grady. He was the best. Grady killed himself. Oh yeah. yeah, like a month back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And they're like, shoot, caught him sooner. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Anyway, Kevin, I hope you're with us. Hope you're still there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Kevin's Kevin. out there somewhere. Okay. You're that probably okay. Love you, Kevin. All right. <laughs> is it my turn to talk about my one movie? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, 
Don't laugh, guys. <laughs> You're uh, laughing, so tr- trying to get to the uh, the spooky season, and um, went with the. I was teasing my way into it. I don't know if you'd call this a, a horror film. It's more of a thriller, but uh, I watched Fear, the the '90s thriller starring Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon. Has anyone seen this? <laughs> I have never seen. No, it. have not. I haven't even heard of that. I mean, it is like pure '90s trash, in a good way. That was like pre-Boogie Nights, right? Wasn't that like Ni- mid '90s or '96? Was so yeah, fear. it was pre-Boogie Nights. And I will say, Mark Mark Wahlberg is <laughs> Mark Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> uh, first thirty minutes or so, he is brutal in this. He's doing this like sweet nothing like whisper performance to Reese Witherspoon and uh it does not work it is very corny but uh once he turns into the like psycho boyfriend he's awesome in it and uh this movie is kind of a mixed bag i i think it's entertaining but there's a lot of like bad things you could point out about it it does get bonus points for being set in seattle uh there's some shots of the skyline and the kingdom is prominent in one of the opening shots, which is huge. Have a lot of nostalgia for that place. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty uh, sleazy movie, so I like it in that regard. But um, it is a little weird um, with some of its just some of the things that are in the movie. Like um, here's an example, which is. A great example, but it's it's a terrible one. Uh, Reese Witherspoon's friend Alyssa Milano, her her character comes over to the house at one point, and uh, Reese Witherspoon and her little brother are sitting there, and her little brother's like maybe seven years old, and Alyssa Milano's character comes up to the little brother and like gives him a little pat on the head and is like, "When are you gonna grow up so I can ravage you?" Like it, it's God. just like weird oh things like God. that in this movie where Rabbit. it just doesn't what? make a lot of sense. Yeah. That's what? Brutal. He's seven. <laughs> oh, well, no. would it surprise would it surprise Nin- you? 90s were a different that, time. Would it surprise you to know that the director of this directed uh, two of the Fifty Shades movies? Oh, <laughs> he needed some work. <laughs> Which two? Uh, Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Freed. I believe are the two subsequent. I think those are the, the first. Yeah, not Second the first one. So that's embarrassing. Not the. F- yes. He's the jobber. They had the auteur do the first <laughs> one, and then they brought. Well, in I mean, the just jobber. in line, very in line with the the rapey vibes, <laughs> the, the oh, weird yeah. sexual vibes. There, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff like that in this movie, especially like with the dad. Uh, William Peterson plays the dad in this of Reese Witherspoon, um, but. I do think it's like a solid little thriller. Like, you know, there's issues with it and it may not age that well, but as like entertainment, it's pretty good. Um, and there's like a home invasion aspect of it towards the end. So Matt, you might be into it. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was, uh, it was worth watching, but it's not really a great movie. Not that I was expecting it to be, but it's uh, maybe better than you would think it is or give it credit for. <clears throat> nice kingdom kid diddling 
<laughs> what more huge. could you do? <laughs> <laughs> Everything I look for in a movie. <laughs> no, I've always been curious about that movie. I've never seen it, though. Is it streaming somewhere? How'd you watch it? <laughs> he bought it. You he bought it. it. The Blu-ray That's why he's laughing. Yeah, I bought the Blu-ray uh, for no. like six dollars recently. Here we go. That's why <laughs> there's a restart. Yeah, recently. had to justify that purchase. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's anywhere between like a two, five, and a three, but it's it's worth watching. in the last like half or so is pretty solid. So <laughs> anywhere between right. what's between a two and a half and a three. <laughs> Two seven five. User choice. Whatever you're feeling when you, you get two decide to log it. <laughs> yeah, this is like a two point five six. For it's me. like a two point eight three four. All right, you know what I mean. Whenever you're stuck in between a fucking star rating, you got to decide. And I went up on this one. Okay. Nothing crazy about it. All right. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about me. No. <laughs> Uh, I can go. I can. Uh, I would like to piggyback off of Travis's little home invasion comment. Uh, I will be very brief in some of these, but I do want to at least mention all of them. Uh, Sorry, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, buddy! You have one. What? I told you. Up front. <laughs> oh, get real. I Play by the rules, so Kyle. fucking quick. God, no, we go talked about it. substitute teachers for twenty minutes. Uh, okay, so I, I watched Inside, uh, which is a French horror thriller um and i did like it didn't love it uh there this is a home invasion movie and after hearing that home invasion is matt's favorite genre i get why i loved it so much uh there is some very suspenseful moments and there is an amazing shot of the face in the background fading into darkness does anybody mm-hmm. anybody who's seen this remember that i haven't amazing. seen this in forever like before i had a letterbox Oh, okay. Uh, that, like, just, like, how subtly it, like, moves back into the darkness and fades from obscurity is, like, so mm, perfect. Uh, it's a little too obvious, though, with the home invasion and then the, like, aspect of her trying to take, like, the baby. Um, but I do like the ending. I I feel like, I don't, I, I don't know if it was obvious to anyone while watching it, but, like, didn't expect that, um, how it ties into the movie, but I did like it. Yeah, I prefer uh, subtlety in my home invasion too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That runtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great runtime. Great runtime. It's part of why I watched it. Uh, okay, I watched Sleepaway Camp based off of Josh's recommendation, which was terrible. He <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't like it. He, he, uh, no, I I feel like. I need to rewatch it in the right frame of mind. I feel like this is only good if you watch it in a so bad it's good aspect because I don't think any, anything about it is good. Uh, he was saying it's better than Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was saying it's better than Friday the 13th and then uh, kind of watched it with like that 80s, you know, horror slasher in mind, but I didn't know it was going to be so the opposite direction of like campy and bad. And there's some really weird moments of like the dream of, or it's not even a dream. It's like a flashback of like the, the dad, the homosexual dads and like the ending. Uh, everybody is a terrible actor. Oh, and the pedophile, like the pedophile cook. It's just really out there. Um, I don't I'm know. Sorry, I guess what? people find it charming. Uh, have you never seen this Paris? 
Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. Uh, you might want to check out. How are you talking? <laughs> there's a lot going what? on in this movie. Uh, there's, there's a, a pedophile cook, and that's goofy yeah. and fun and all that. And there's a... Yeah, it's so fun. Uh, I might have watched it in the wrong frame of mind, but yeah, didn't enjoy my time with it, so that's where I ended. Uh, that final then, shot, though? I mean... Yeah, I like right? that, but it doesn't even. No, it doesn't. Kyle, real sense. quick, I don't, real quick, what? if you're looking yeah. for an actual good slasher of mm-hmm. that era, Matt, Slumber Party Massacre. No, I was looking for a different one, but that's the Burning. Uh, there you go, boom. The Burning. Better than okay. Friday the Thirteenth. Better than Sleepaway oh, yeah. Camp. All right. Oh, yeah. Could be the I'll, best I'll like camp slasher. Okay. That might be right. hyperbolic, but. I think I'm going to go out on You're a just speaking Didn't we truth, watch Dad? something for the okay. <laughs> Digest that was like a ripoff, like a cheap, shitty version of that? Of Sleepaway I, Camp? I do remember no, the, burning. the burning. I remember oh. it getting brought up during an episode, but I that can't That one where we one. watched it where they had like the hot tub scene. Oh, yeah. Um, had to bring up the God, Naked Ladies so you guys bad. would know what movie I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, keep talking. Um, I don't know. We watch a lot of bad movies. <laughs> Say more details. <laughs> Go deeper. I know what, what you're talking. Let me about add it to my watch list. So, yes, <laughs> somebody, um, somebody pull up hot the tub. You know what she's talking about, though, right, Travis? The, no. That was like the one good scene in the movie was the hot tub scene. The one where they're at a camp and it starts with a song, and the song is about what's going to happen in the uh-huh. movie. Uh huh. And it turns oh. out the guy is singing the song at the campers. <laughs> yeah. This was part of the digest. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was those was two. It? it was with that one so paired memorable. with um, Valentine's Day Massacre. Happy yeah, Death Day. That long ago, no, like... Travis. It was no. like the last movie Texas Chainsaw or Mad My Bloody Man. Valentine. Madman. Yes. Oh, Madman. Mad Mad oh, okay. Sorry, that Mad movie Man. evaporated quickly from my <laughs> like, mind. Evaporated Holy just fuck. like seen from that hot tub. <laughs> that movie sucked. <laughs> it was so disappointing. Okay. I thought it was going to be at least decent, but it was. But I think that was like a like a shitty version of The Burning. I think it did come up. In right, yeah, I think, yeah. yep, 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 yep. That's all coming back to me now that you've spelled it out. <laughs> Letter by right, letter. <laughs> I'm sorry to railroad you. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Uh, last one. This one will be Not very brief. I did watch Nosferatu, which you guys did talk about on the digest. Huge. Um, liked it, didn't love it. I really enjoyed it up until he gets on the ship, and then I feel like it kind of goes down from there. So yeah, pretty. I mean, very short. Obviously, it's a silent movie. Cool, uh, lots of cool stuff for the time, but um, gonna be honest, didn't hold my attention as much as I hoped. Can't wait for the remake though. It's gonna be huge. Can I tell you guys a secret? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That while I technically watched it, I was working while I watched it. The Whoa, especially revelation. the latter half. The truth comes and out. Revelation. It is a silent film. <laughs> So you can't, you can't really watch it while you're doing it. You have to pay attention. Else. That's awesome. Uh, for the record, Paris gave this a two and a half while not fully paying attention. I mean, that's part of why I wasn't paying attention is because it was so 
No. I mean, she, she like I said, it's up to a other. certain point. It's interesting, and then I feel like it goes down from there. But that's uh, how I well, felt. When we I had we it. had paired it with Bram Stoker's Dracula, so I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, I understand the story." Like, it was the same story beats. So I was like, "I already get it. It's just not interesting." It is a very old movie. I will give you that. I think it was just it's only like a hundred and one years old. <laughs> I think it was just I think it was just too old for me. Old. And I and I like it was timing wise that I had to like record right after we were working right after I was working. So I was like, great, I'll just like watch it while I'm working. No big deal. And then because I was working from home and I was like, ooh, this is a silent film. <laughs> yeah, silent <laughs> films and foreign films are hard to watch while you're working. Yeah. yeah, when there's title yeah. cards, gotta you gotta attention. read them. <laughs> Fun fact. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> but I feel like it's been long enough. To the like, like that was pretty early on in us recording for the digest, so I was like, Ooh, I can't say anything about it, but I feel like it's been long enough so I can I can let you guys know. You know what, Paris, I... just be full transparency from here on out. Um I won't oh. judge you for it. Okay. You know, we okay. all live well, live lives. I think there's no, someone no, else no, who no. maybe, uh, maybe else, someone else on the podcast might. His name is Matt. He judges everyone all the time for everything. So <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. I mean, everyone has their own individual experience with the movie. I always like to give the movie the benefit of the doubt. So if it didn't work for me or if I wasn't into it, wasn't in the right mood, blah, 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 I will give mm-hmm. it a chance. Yeah, you just squint a little bit and it's a masterpiece. Yeah, exactly. Squid and Tarantino over here. He's <laughs> exactly. Tarantino. All right, I'm passing the mic. Somebody else can talk. Don't all jump at once. Jacob? I mean, I watched yeah, VHS 85. Right? All right, no one cares. Yeah. No, let's hear it. I want to hear it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm working my way through the series right <laughs> now. Matt, Matt watched um, 95 on the last... Talk about 95 on our last one. I heard uh, 95 was... Or one of the 90 ones were pretty good. But I I did like one of the VHSs, maybe one and two. I don't know. One or two, one of those. And this is not one of them. It's pretty bad. There's like a couple interesting stories in it, but overall it just was not interesting at all. I like the gore in it, but I mean, there's not much to talk about. They're all like super short stories. There's one called Techno God I thought was kind of interesting. But overall... Yeah, it, it, it's VHS. I don't know. Not that. Not that. Now, which one, which one is this? Is this the like second newest one? This is the newest one, I believe. The newest one. Okay. Yeah. I'm so like checked out. Yeah, me, me, franchise. like I watched like the, I think the first three or four. I think I saw like, the first one when it came in a out, row, and then... and then after that, I just like lost track. I'd never saw Viral or ninety five, ninety nine, or whatever. Yeah, else. this is Matt's territory. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't love hey. the first two, but VHS ninety four was rad. I liked that movie a lot. Well, so. I would say this is not one of the winners. I don't know. It's fine. I give I may it. May or may not watch like, it before the month is over. I'll we'll give see. it like a two and a half, maybe. Mm, yeah, it's not terrible. I mean. It it gets you. It's a time waster. It's fine. They're short, so it's hard. Like all of these are like, they're easy watches because they're so like you can just watch a section at a time and it takes like 
15 Can you minutes. watch it while you're working? And not oh, definitely. A hundred percent. Paris? All over. I'm in. <laughs> you can watch it easily. I so. love half watches. Those are the best. <laughs> All right. So well, bad you don't have to pay attention. Those are the best ones. <laughs> Paris, what about you? Anything you watched uh, recently besides uh, Killers of the Flower Moon? Sure, yeah. Um, I watched uh, The Adjustment Bureau. First time? Yeah, I've never seen it. Bitch. I really, really thought it would hit all of my big things, like uh, Slight Love Story, uh, Magical Realism, uh, like, you know, sort of thrillery, action-y plot. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, I don't know if I, I need to expand on it too much. It's like a fucking 12-year-old movie. But it always Is it for, seemed... for 12-year-olds or it literally came out 12 years no, ago? No. It... <laughs> it came out Sorry. 12 years ago. It came out 12 years ago. <laughs> it works, um, or it works both ways. <laughs> I remember I, liking I mean, this I... movie when I was 18, but I've not rewatched I, it since. I had so. a mind of a 12-year-old then. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> I, I think I'm in not... the same boat, Kyle. Just yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. years. Yeah. I, I totally get that because, like, I really wanted to like this movie. And I feel like I okay. When I was younger, I thought Vanilla Sky was like the epitome of like cool filmmaking. <laughs> it just like I was like, oh my god, the twists and turns and the spoil and the ending and the twists and oh my god, it's so interesting. And and then I watched it recently and I was like, oh, this is not a good movie. And I feel like Adjustment Euro was similar. Like it was very of its time. It also it bills itself as sci-fi but and this is not a spoiler because it comes very early on the sci-fi aspect is actually angels and god which i always find really interesting like i love your constantines and your dogmas and anything this is why i liked it I but don't remember I think a those single thing two. about this movie. I just want to put that out there. Same. <laughs> Other than the image on the poster of Mark Wahlberg <laughs> running yeah. with Emily it's, Blunt. It's, in it's yeah. not Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> er, it's Matt sorry, Damon. Damon. Matt Damon, yep. That is a very Fears different. How line. dare you put that More shade on Matt Damon's Mark name? Mark, Mark Wahlberg is trashed and Matt Damon. There's is... been a lot of Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon on the show, whether you think about it or not. Okay. <laughs> if, if you mean basic white men, then yeah, I guess. Well, they were both in The Departed together, directed by Martin Scorsese. I mean, The Departed. I just was. I just had fear on the mind. Just saying, you know, I was. We okay. were planting seeds. Okay. Unknowingly. Okay. Okay. Oh, right. mistake. Um, I mean, Mark Wahlberg did do a murder, and Matt Damon seems like a very nice man that like donates to charity. So like, wait, Mark Wahlberg killed know. someone? Yeah, yeah Google it. We don't have time. Too. We don't have time. Oh, we don't have time. God. Google Is it. It's like a Ray Lewis scenario. <laughs> what? <Matt? laughs> we don't have time. We don't have time. Google, Google it. Best guy around. Yeah, Google it, but I don't think the that uh, Matt Damon would like to be compared to him. 
Matt, um, have you ever seen? Real quick, I have to have a separate conversation with Matt. Sure, Matt, have yeah. you ever seen? <laughs> great podcast. Just talk to Matt just separately in their in our little. This is for everyone. Yeah. Turn your head. Yeah, sure. specifically. Everyone else, besides Matt. <laughs> everyone else, including the audience, whoever's <laughs> listening to this, just just shut up. Yeah. Matt, have you ever seen those guys being interviewed about Ray Lewis, and they're like, "What do you think about Ray Lewis?" And he's like, "They're like, oh, best guy around." And like, "Okay, well, what do you think about him murdering so and so?" He's like, "What?" What murder? murder. What I, I do love that. What murder? So I like how I don't know what you're talking about, and then Paris is just like, "What murder?" But Matt, you would love it. I promise. So what murder? It's so funny. I'll look it up. <laughs> well, that's how I feel about Mark Wahlberg. What murder? <laughs> Because I literally have no idea. <laughs> what murder? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> well, up until literally this moment, when you said the adjustment, Hero, I thought you were talking about the informant. Oh, my God. I was like, I was like magical realism. Lost. Like, what sci-fi? All what over the place. I don't remember it being like that. <laughs> Uh, turns out two two different movies. <laughs> yeah, isn't the informant like kind of silly, goofy? Like, yeah, yeah. No, this is one is very a Soderbergh different. movie. One is a guy. One is directed by a guy that's made nothing else since. Like he's made two movies. I just I thought that's what we were talking about. Although apparently it's based on a Philip uh, K. Dick short that's story. Good that's cool. Yeah, it made me want to read. I really like Philip K. Dick, and that's the thing. Philip K. Dick is like pretty strictly sci-fi and Mm -hmm. so that was my i really like the like angel god religion playing with that and i like sci-fi a lot i think melding the two together sort of lost some of the steam of it and i feel like the movie thought it was smarter than it was and it just sort of fell flat for me Mm. damn so i shouldn't watch it uh i mean if you want it's 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 a nice like I've been I've been dilating between Cram Jam and then movies from like ten plus years ago. So if you're looking for something that's not crammy jammy, when I put myself in the mind of a twelve year old, check it out. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't put yourself inside of a twelve year old, and we should be okay. <laughs> Jesus H <laughs> Christ, Travis. Yeah. I mean, we were all like thinking it, but like, but you Sorry. said it. The low hanging fruit. I... <laughs> Don't be the cook. Set the quiet words campus. out loud. Others do it. <laughs> I got nothing. I've shared everything. Next. <laughs> Next. Shared too uh, much, arguably. Yeah. One, uh, I'll say one more thing. I just got in a rewatch of The Thing. Um, what more OG? to say? It, that right. skyrocketed. No, that I said nothing about. Yeah. I Wait, not OG? What are we even talking about then? Oh, there's he means not the OG OG. Of the thing. Like from the 50s. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a okay, newer version. Versions. There's the one from the 80s, and then there was one in, like, the 2000s. There's three. But there's the, three well, there's the like, uh, yeah. called The Thing. Yeah. That's not called The Thing, is it? It's called The Thing from Outer Space, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, it, is but it is a remake of that movie. A loose remake. No, I know, but he didn't say The Thing from Outer Space. That's what I'm saying. There's two movies called The Thing. There's not three movies called The Thing. Thank you, Captain <laughs> Literal. I'm glad we... <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm with Kyle on this title. one. <laughs> uh, 
if you're going to talk about a movie, give it the title. Okay. Well, I mean, Matt know, did well. say the thing, and we all know what he's talking about when he says the thing. So the whole conversation was Yeah, pointless. yeah, yeah. I also hate to break it to you, Kyle, <laughs> but it's called The Thing from Another World. Damn. Oh, damn. Damn. Get him, Matt. Get him. I'm sorry, Kyle. I was on your side, but I go with winners. <laughs> all you right, know anyway. what I meant. No, Matt, I have something for you to talk about since you said there's nothing to say. Why did just Haley? Oh, I why did Haley not give it five stars? Um, which could she not? Word. Did she not? Could she not see the whole thing? She had a pillow <laughs> over her head. Or... <laughs> um, yeah, she, it is... she stepped out the last twenty minutes, so <laughs> she was watching it while working. <laughs> it is a weird movie, um, and four stars is a pretty good. You know, that's a pretty good. No, I know. It's just like considered a but why not five? I know, I know. I mean, and Haley loves horror too. Like, is she good? I no. I mean, (laughs) I I could see someone finding it a little slow, but beyond that, I don't know how much else you could really really poke holes in it. Yeah, it's a little slow. Oh man, to me, the thing is like a classic, like epitome of like great body horror. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten how gnarly yeah. it is. Oh yeah, the effects are obviously the the main thing to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, cream. Over. I hadn't seen it in probably close to ten years, and uh, it made my top <clears throat> one hundred uh, when we did that episode, and it probably it probably went up twenty thirty spots. Um, wow, the rewatch was huge. It was, uh, <laughs> it was big time. Love a good um, rewatch. Yeah, it was it was really really good. I I loved it. It's still it's still scary like. So often anymore, the movies scare me, but it's still um, it still works <coughs> for me. The ending is pretty rad too. Yes, mm-hmm. ending rules. All of the like paranoia and just like the the sense of dread that it builds throughout the movie. It is pretty deliberately paced. It's it's not like there's really only a couple like horror sequences, um, and it's like an hour and fifty minutes or so. So. It's not like it's yeah. a breakneck, like just like wall to wall set pieces of just like crazy body horror. But uh, when it does, it hits. So John Carpenter is the test scene man. is pretty awesome. Like the main like blood test scene. Oh, my God. dude! I've seen I've seen that movie three or four times and I still fell for that jump scare. <laughs> 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 like, it got me good, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a banger. Oh, yeah. That's all I got, though. That's it for me. Yep, I need to uh, rewatch that one. Watched it a couple years ago when Travis came over, and I'm surprised I he didn't kill me in my oh, sleep. Yeah. I guess apparently. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, need to, need to rewatch that. No, you need to rewatch uh, that to the Lambs and yeah, make sure yeah, you yeah, watch yeah, an yeah, actual yeah. decent freaking version of it because the one offered Wait. on iTunes well, was that trash. Was, yeah, our fault. <laughs> we rented that. It looked like shit. Dude, it looked like Kyle. VHS. Do you not like Silence of the Lambs? No, I love no, it. He, he does. Saying I gave it a no. four and a half. He's no, you gave it a four. And a half? I'm pretty sure. I think you gave it a four. Um, let's let's check the let's tape. Give it a four and a half. A it's disrespectful. Okay. That's like wow. it's, like, it's like one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, it's wow. in my top Travis. fifty of all time. There, it's four and a half, good. and that was that was when I when I watched it with you. So I gave it its respect. Mm. Sorry, you said four, four and a half. I, I gave it a four and a half when I watched it with you, and okay. that was. The dog shit transfer or I th- oh, shit iTunes version. You know what? I think I'm I'm getting your 
rating mixed up with Alyssa's because Alyssa only gave it three stars, and that is just Yikes. crazy tough. That is cringe. Right. Yeah, woof. Not allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> I think I combined your two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And made it an average. average it was like way too low. Way too low. Way too low. Okay. But anyway. I guarantee you watch the 4K of that. That thing's gonna go up. All right. Well, I gotta gotta pop gotta pop on that soon. Uh, let's get into the movie that I did watch recently. Uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man. I already recommended this to Travis, Matt, and Paris. You did. Gonna recommend it to you as well. It was. It's like, uh, what did I say? Oh, it's like if Lynch and Cronenberg fucked and had a baby, and that baby was Japanese and very into anime, uh, that would be <laughs> Tetsuo the Iron Man. I don't think we talked about this, Kyle. Holy shit. Yeah, we did. We did very briefly on um, the Exorcist Premium, and I recommended it to you. Yeah. How many okay. beers deep were you at that point? <laughs> Apparently one, two, three. <laughs> it's hard to say, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, honestly, this has been on my watch list for not like crazy long, but someone did. A, someone else recommended it to me, and um, mm-hmm. I just have not pulled the trigger. But runtime is like crazy Holy short, right? Shit. It's like sixty minutes. Yep. Sixty-seven minutes. Um, what am I doing? Very... I just read the plot <laughs> synopsis. Like, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> uh, came out in nineteen eighty-nine. It's very surreal, very weird, but there's a lot of like. There's a lot of uh, uh, metaphor in the movie, and I mean, some of it's pretty obvious, um, you know, like industrialization and um, homosexuality and just relationships, and uh, there's a lot of interesting angles that you could get from it, um, but pretty weird, and there's some, like, amazing standout sequences. Um, my favorite scene when he has the, well, I mean, I guess he always has it, but the... the uh, Drill for a dick scene, pretty great. Um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, you you just gotta watch it. Uh, it is very interesting. I loved loved the first like half of it, uh, 40, 45 minutes. Um, it does get like very weird, and it's kind of hard to tell exactly what's going on. It is in black and white, also, even though it was made in '89, but it's on like a shoestring budget. Um, and there's some parts where it's like, okay, what's like exactly supposed to be happening? But I guess that goes with the surrealism and um, just, yeah, like the metaphor that I was talking about. But um, yeah, the end is is pretty great. And yeah, definitely recommend it. I think it could go up potentially on a rewatch also. But uh, how yeah, did you watch it? it? Sorry if I missed it, but this was it? on, oh shit. Was it on? I had a trial for AMC Plus. I don't think it was on that though. Hold on, let me. I think it was on Shutter at one point. It might still be. It says AMC Plus. It is on. It is on Shutter. It's on Shutter and AMC Plus. So yeah, but if you have, you don't have to have AMC Plus to watch Shutter, obviously. Right. I was actually uh, eyeing this one for a uh, future digest, but um, went a different direction when it was Mm. my pick. You know, last however many times. Well, uh, yeah, you guys. I mean, if you're fans of Cronenberg, fans of uh, Lynch, it's you know Japanese versions of that. So uh, check it out. Uh, okay, this one will be very brief. I watched The Monster, one of A24's very early horror films. Uh, really, only good thing to say about this is the practical effects of the monster. Thought that was 
pretty well done, um, but just kind of obvious and on the nose with what it's going for. And I don't this know, is like the, the one relationships with, uh, and stuff. Matt's girl. Yep. Is his girl yep. Zoe Kazan? Yep. What? Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, uh, then it is. Wait, that is his girl. <laughs> I thought you were talking. To, I mean, she's also my girl, but I thought you were talking about Zoe Naomi Deutsch. Watts. Oh, Naomi Watts. Oh no! Uh, Isn't she in that movie too? I mean, they're both your girl, but like, chill right. out, bro. No, this is a Zoe Kazan <laughs> joint. Isn't yeah. Zoe, or not Zoe? Isn't um, Naomi Watts in a movie a month like Monster or like? You said the mm. monster, right? Is Naomi the Watts, monster. Like... Uh, there's probably I, twenty movies. I've seen Monster. monster the movie is, Kyle um, talking about. It's a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking of. Anyway. Okay. Worry. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, not, not great. Not terrible. It's short. That's that's also a plus. But um, yeah, didn't didn't move the needle. I would say it's extremely average. Like the most average. Yeah, I gave it a two watch. and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Um, oh, my review on Letterbox: a mediocre, low-budget monster movie and a disappointment <laughs> coming from the guy who did The Strangers. Boom, nailed it. <laughs> yes uh i didn't take the strangers baggage into the movie because i haven't seen the strangers in like probably since it came out but um yeah that was interesting to see that he well, directed both i think i would have had the same feeling not bringing the baggage in but uh yeah sure well, well i mean we rated the same but anyway um okay lake mungo this came oh, out this is the one we want to hear it is about <laughs> this is what you want to hear about um, a pseudo documentary uh, about a girl that dies close to a dam from drowning, um, and then it gets into some paranormal ghost uh, type territory. And uh, yeah, I thought it was very well done. Like the just like the the documentary style, it kind of sells you on on that, and you do have to suspend your disbelief a bit, just like any horror movie, but. Um, uh, like the moments where they are reviewing footage, there's like a, a found footage aspect to it too because the, the son or the brother gets into uh, filming and he sets up some cameras and you kind of are re-watching a lot of footage and when they review that footage, you're finding different things and a lot of that stuff was, I thought, very effective. The end was very effective. Uh, just, you know, for for this type of movie, I think it's like close to as good as it can get. Uh, you know, might not blow everybody away, but f like I said, for what it's going for, I think it's very, very good and very effective. And if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. 87 minutes, also huge runtime. Now, I feel like that movie has a following, and there is like an infamous scene that I don't know the details of. But I'm very curious to watch it, and even more yeah, curious that every, everyone's given it a 4.5 lately, but not to call out Matt, <laughs> but he has it at 2.5 <laughs> on Letterboxd. Matt, do you mm -hmm. care to explain yourself? Oh, Matt has seen it. Okay. Mm -hmm. listen, Matt, what? People, you hate this movie. People who listen, they know my work. They know my resume. I gave it 2.5. That's all you need to know. Okay, Matt good. does not have not an opinion. Good. On it. <laughs> it's <rating>. overrated. <laughs> when was Matt, when did you do, watch? Do you, this yeah, thing? when did you watch this? Do you recall? <laughs> um, <laughs> probably close to ten years ago. Are you willing to give it another shake? Um, see if I'd you were be wrong. Willing? Am I going to prioritize it? No. I see. Gonna, I knew uh, the movie had a reputation when I watched it the first time. 
Oh, you know here what I mean? we go. Like when they want to people have loved it <laughs> since it came out. You know, there it's had its defenders since the beginning. So I was <laughs> stoked to watch it, and it's boring and stupid. I mean, Matt's like and poorly made. Poorly I've made had a chip no. on my shoulder when it comes to this movie. There's nothing new here. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> you brought it up. I don't want to. If you view it in the right? in a lens of to. modernity, when it's like supposed to be, I, I don't know. I feel like it's supposed to be this like you know shoddy documentary that's a you know about ghosts like how how good is it supposed to look and be and all of that stuff was affected to me again i think it's something that you have to buy into if you don't buy into it then you're out and that's you know your rating's not going to move from that so i'd give it another watch it's not very long but in my memory i recall it being very disappointing and I I was pretty bored. I kept waiting to be interested. In I, I guess the interesting aspect of you giving it a low score is that typically you would be one to like praise a movie like this. So I'm even like more curious to check it out now that I know there are fans of it, but Matt is not one of them. On paper, it's in my wheelhouse. I just it, it didn't resonate. It's an outlier. Well, this was yeah. okay. So, an interesting <laughs> thing about this is okay. So, it's Australian made, but it's a, it was a year after Paranormal Activity. I feel like it has kind of very similar angles and aspects to it, but this was like more engaging because of the documentary style, and it brings in more aspects about the people's lives than something like Paranormal Activity, where I think that movie is a little bit more boring. This keeps you engaged longer, and there's angles brought into it like their personal lives that it's like you don't really know somebody until like they could like you might not know somebody until they die and then you're uncovering things about their life that they may might want to keep secret their whole life but like they're dead and now you have this access to their life right and it's weird that you do i don't know i think i think that aspect is also interesting to it but anyway I would watch it. It's a. Uh, it's very short, and I think it's on. I don't know. It's streaming somewhere. You could. You could find it easily. I think it's on Shutter. Shutter. There you go. I have to. Now I. Now I have to. Now you have Everyone to. Here does. Paris. <laughs> are you gonna sign yourself some homework? <laughs> a little quiet no. over there. <laughs> nope. No. Fair. Okay, last thing. Right. This will be very short. Very short. Uh, I watched Jeez. Cat People, nineteen forty-two. Uh, this was another movie where I was very, very invested in the first forty to fifty minutes. Loved the first forty to fifty minutes. I thought that they kept things ambiguous enough to be interesting. And well, if you guys don't know, the plot's kind of like this girl who's from, uh, I want to say. Russia, uh, somewhere in there. Anyway, Serbia? their beliefs, <laughs> Serbia. There you go. Their beliefs Close are that enough. like if they if they're like intimate with somebody, then they'll turn into like a a large cat and uh, wreak havoc or kill or whatever. Anyway, in the beginning they keep that very ambiguous. In the end, they kind of show their hand, and it's less interesting to me. Very light on the horror angle, but uh, I did find it very engaging f even for the time. Um, and there's some great use of lighting and like shadow in the movie. Um, but yeah, I liked it quite a bit. I would also recommend not. And I do want to watch the uh, Paul Schrader did a remake of this. I think was it Paul Schrader? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Definitely interested in one. watching that now. 
Okay. Not we not haven't seen one. the original. Okay. Of course you've seen the Paul Schrader one. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely for interested good, in seeing for good that reason. now though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's it for me. All right. Are we done here? Shut her down. <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> Jesus, Matt, you're the worst host. Oh, I'm done. Oh Is that it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, come on. Be fucking for real right now. Nothing else. No other movies. I didn't really. I haven't been watching much lately. I've been too busy no. on video games. So. <laughs> Cool. We did no. uh, take a week off of recording also, so that's kind of why I had so many. So a backlog. Sorry about that, but I tried to keep oh, it. No, uh, you're a good, game. All right. <clears throat> cool. All right. Well, great success. Good job, guys. That was a huge, huge episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it. Uh, I'll do our plugs, Cinephiles Digest, subscribe to the feed. Uh, you know, our recording schedule is uh, sporadic at best, but, you know. We've been around a long time, so can I just not going say anywhere either. I am actually <laughs> jealous of our very uh, uh, organized, on time. You could set your clocks by them, sister podcasts, us in cinema. The recording <laughs> schedule. I think I think we could do better, guys. Talking about they time, so. have we try to keep more episodes than we do, <laughs> and we've been doing it for longer. It's true. So they definitely have uh, <laughs> their shit together. <laughs> uh, but anyway, subscribe to the feed. And uh, Kyle, I'll hand it over to you. Sure. Uh, we are Suds and Cinema on all platforms. Pretty easy to find. Um, yeah, I don't know. We don't have. I, not too many other plugs. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, I plug your premium Instagram. content, dog. Sure, yeah. We That's actually, I mean, at. we joke We joke about the Patreon all the time. Or, I mean, you guys joke about the Patreon all the time. $99 a month. Not uh, a joke. But that's, joke. For, <laughs> that's for exclusive. I mean, that's like top tier content exclusive. Uh, exactly. Substitute teacher stories. We got uh, <laughs> Kevin is on there. I mean, all the shit that you'd want. But uh, for our <laughs> shitty premium <laughs> content, we, we just talk about movies more. Uh, we usually focus on directors or series. Um, we just did The Exorcist. Wow, how original. Uh, to align with... To, yeah, how original. To align with Halloween. <laughs> with um, original pictures from Georgetown, okay? That, okay, that is huge. <laughs> Georgetown... Jacob PC? lives next to. I live. Uh, the, yeah, I live in. <laughs> frequents those stairs <laughs> all the time. Sorry, literally, I, I got, was there today. There's a Georgetown in Seattle. Like that's a neighborhood here, and I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, no Georgetown, what DC. Are we nope. talking about <laughs> the other town uh, named George? <clears throat> but yeah, no. Uh, the Patreon one dollar a month for that shit or you can buy episodes individually on Bandcamp. We're trying to get it on other platforms as well, but uh remains to be seen yet. Just send me a dollar, I'll send you the file. That works. He'll send you something else. Send me a dollar, I'll send you a dollar. You can join our OnlyFans, Suds and Buds. Yeah, you'll inadvertently subscribe to the OnlyFans. Suds and Buds. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good Okay, wait. Copyright, <laughs> trademark, uh, Paris, verbal go, trademark. Go, if you get back far enough in the episodes, this has been discussed a lot. Yeah, it's, a lot. it's there. <laughs> well, well, the bit is new to us. It's a good bit. <laughs> it's a good bit. Though, Keep yeah. up the good work. Uh, we we gotta yeah. We really need to uh, monetize that. Get on top of it. 
Uh, yeah, that's, that's about it for us. Jacob, you never had. No, I don't talk much. Well, <laughs> Matt, Matt made a joke about how sporadic we are with our recording schedule, but Matt, let's keep the momentum going. This is the season to get excited about movies. It's the reason for the mm-hmm. season. Marty's starting it off. This is the award season. We've got Anatomy of a Fall coming this week, and it's just going to be bangers from here on out. Yep, I haven't yep, looked at the schedule, things. but I'm hopeful. <laughs> well, but Poor Things is coming out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very excited for that. Hopefully, we get Zone of Interest. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I am crossing my fingers. You Not better make an see. effort to Let's... go see that. I'm sure I will I'll drive. It. I'll drive to Detroit if I have to. <laughs> if it's playing anywhere in Michigan, I will go. All right. Is that the new movie from that fucking you know, skin hack? Mm-hmm. All right, Matt. Just because <laughs> <laughs> I don't didn't make the twenty four draft, I don't think, but should have been number one. <laughs> no, Under the Skin did make the uh, draft. Thank oh, you did very it? Much. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot because oh, of me. yes, it did. Good job. And they job, guys. they Good were job. not they were not okay with it, but. I snuck it in there. Like, no, we didn't have a choice. choice yeah. Was right. it they? I thought Matt liked it. I do like that. Movie. I don't think you guys were like stoked for it to be on the list, but I snuck it in, you know, early enough where it didn't ruffle too many feathers. Mm-hmm. All right, great play. Pretty sure that's how it goes. So. Yeah, yeah, check exactly. out our draft Shut episodes. They're huge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kyle, anyway, you, you open the can of worms. And <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, that was fun. We should do this more often, like collabing with yeah. you guys. So, um, mm-hmm. anyway, subscribe, click that like button. You know, you know the drill. So, check it out. That's gonna do it. Let's get out of here, guys. Shut Bye. her down. Adios. I almost said yeah. stay spooky again. <laughs> Jacob, you didn't say cheers. Oh, cheers, cheers so guys. <laughs>